Okay, so now, guys, I don't know if you know I'm going to say this or not, but we have the best guests on the show. Best guests. Best. Best the best guests. Yeah. Um, the yeah. best guests. And he is the racing operations manager. Thank you, I got it. Good and job. also Joe so Moran's boss. <laughs> and that is Joe Mishak over there at My Racehorse. And we're obviously going to – they have a lot of interest in the Derby. Yes. And obviously in the undercard. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Derby with the man, Joe Mishak, who obviously knows his stuff and is obviously very cold right now, wherever he is. Uh, Joe, <laughs> thank <Feeling you>. great. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for coming on our show. Um, finally, we get to talk. Long to time you. coming. Very oh, excited yeah, to be on the show. And, and, we're, and we're definitely <laughs> put this on now that Joe Mishak, we're going to have a full episode with him because he's an interesting guy and he's doing a lot of big things. So he's yeah. going to come on our show. Um, I hope if we can nail him down because he's a busy guy. <laughs> he he's a busy guy. Um, we'll catch him at some airport. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. And I don't know if you know, um, you, well, that's me, Randy. You've always talked to me. This is Sarah over here, AJ over in the corner. And that's Ryan Dickey. I don't know if you know that guy from uh, used to be at Horse Racing Nation or not in the Brady home right now. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. So, Joe, let's get right into it. We know, um, obviously, Authentic is going we got the hat on from aj and let let's talk about that for the people let's talk about the derby in general yeah and obviously we'll talk authentic yeah so i mean we're we're super pumped obviously um everybody's forgotten about authentic i think i mean it's it's i've heard tis the law is you know gonna win the preakness already so it's um we're excited to be there we're excited for the challenge we have them obviously right next door to us to keep you know keep an eye on them and uh, we're going to go, and hopefully we, we, we shock the world here. Which is crazy to think Authentic's going to shock the world. I know, right? It's, just it's, think it's, of his record and think about anything. Is that really that mm -hmm. big of a deal? I mean, honestly. I, I mean, what, four for five? Four for five? Great. Four for five. five. Right. Broke towards the carving station, which we talked about <laughs> yeah. uh, last, mm -hmm. last time when he, when he lost. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand it. How do you think it's breaking down, though, Joe? What, what, what are you thinking about with Authentic here? I mean, well, with everybody. How, how do you think this race breaks down and how it can uh, be an advantage for someone like Authentic? Yeah, so I, I took a hard look this morning on my first flight over to Minneapolis here that um, it seems like there's a lot of just, you know, there's a lot of closers. A lot of horses will be, you know, kind of mid-pack horses in this race. So at first draw in the 18 hole, it wasn't, you know, ecstatic about it, obviously more preferable than, you know, drawing the, the rail. Um, but then you, you kind of look at it on paper and you got a long run into that first turn. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, if he breaks well and he doesn't, you know, pull what he did in the Sandy to Derby when he drew the outside post that um, I, I don't think that's going to be a problem at all. And I think, you know, whether it's, you know, if there's a little bit more pace than expected from maybe like storm the court or, uh, a few other the inside horses that have you know King Guillermo has a little bit of the speed from from post six um, you know I think this horse has shown the ability in his uh, previous workouts when he's worked with uh, you know a barn mate that he can you know potentially sit and rate so I just think it's going to be in Johnny's hands of, of you know how he plays the break and how he gets in that first turn and how he's judging that pace and whether he wants to put him in front or whether he, he does want to take back a little bit and I think he's capable and he's shown that he's matured a little bit and well at least we hope so right <laughs> it's funny you say that because joe joe brought up that moran um the guy who works for you i don't know if you know him or not <laughs> that guy joe moran actually brought that up as well and we keep hearing this and i think sarge would have said it too uh with with maturity 
and you're hearing this, which makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense because, I mean, this isn't May. In May, authentic's a bit of, uh, you know, kind of crazy, let's face it. And now right. it's summer. And, yeah. you know, he's growing up. And, and Ryan, you know of that with yeah. horses, obviously. Um, but he's growing up. So, I mean, is he just that, you know, he's going to be mature. We keep him maturity. Be coming in too. Uh, he's getting overlooked in my mind a lot. I think so. Yeah, well, well I, I think people are still looking at his last race and then really questioning, oh, distance, distance, distance. And I just think, oh, and just kind of remove, <laughs> remove those thoughts of that last race. And the same people were saying Uncle Chuck was going to win the Derby, Uncle Charlie. So let's just, you, you know. know, go with that. Um, so Joe, <laughs> uh, 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 so let's go with, okay, so Authentic's obviously on top. What do you think about how it's going to pan out with these other horses? Do you, is there anything there? Are you just straight authentic all day? And what do you think is going to happen? Do you think any, we get anything underneath here or anything for, for some pricing? You know, I, you know, given the pace setup, I just don't see anything crazy happening. I see it as another one of those years where we've had in recent years where it's been just a lot of the favorites, you know, hitting, hitting the board. Um, you know, personally, I just, I just, I don't see it. You know, Derby, you know, has busted many of my tickets. I don't have a great track record over the year of cashing, you know, any Derby tries or supers. Um, more of a Breeders' Cup guy. And I, I've realized that with maturity that I saved my money to the end of the year and not for the Derby. But, um, yeah, I just see it really playing out, obviously, um, chalky. And, um, and listen, tis the law. I mean, you know, 109, you know, buyer last time couldn't be doing anything, you know, better i don't think so but you know i you know it's ironic that he drove post 17 and when i grew up kind of my favorite one of my favorite horses that i thought was unbeatable on derby day was point given who also drew post 17 there it is and didn't didn't <laughs> didn't, didn't care for the derby uh, or didn't care for the churchill surface that day so you know you know um you know we can hope, right? <laughs> That's really funny, Joe, you said that. And the only reason I said that was we just had... Um, uh, he had Vance Hansen on. Vance Hansen on, and we just, he commented on, Sarah said, nobody's ever won from the 17. And I said, well, like, I'd have to look at it, but has there been a really good horse that's been in 17? And I was like, there probably is. And you just said it, like, five minutes later. Uh, point given, 17. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just thought that was funny. Uh, but, yeah, so so... So authentic, but first of all, you just said chalky, but authentic's not going to be chalky, Joe. You... No, I said under, un, underneath, you know, oh, so the, 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 be the, the, be okay. the betting all favorites, right. yes. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> those other horses that Absolutely. we don't care about. Oh, those, yeah. other those, those, those other horses, like Honor AP, who we beat before, you know, and everybody seems to forget about that. You know, he's a very oh. nice horse and no disrespect to the, the connections there, but, you know, we did beat him in the, in the San Felipe and, uh, you know, we didn't have things go our way in the San Diego Derby, so... Um, yeah. Totally just stole my thunder because I was just waiting on <laughs> no one saying that, Joe, which is really weird because we've had a bunch of people on that haven't said that yet. And mm -hmm. it's like we are a prisoner of the moment all the time. Yeah. And yeah. And you're right. Like everybody forgets that. He, he, yeah. AJ, I know, AJ's that's, quote. That's AJ's yeah. quote there over there. Um, but okay. So um, before I get into the undercard, do you guys have any questions on the Derby with Joe? I'm sure you do. I, I don't about the Derby. No. no. I just wonder who he likes in the Oaks. Ooh. That's a really good question. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't put a stake in the ground. I'll, I'm going to play that card. Um, okay. You know, I think a lot of people are over speaking theme of overlooking. Um, people are overlooking speech. I think. I think she's a filly that, uh, you know, if those you know two Swiss Skydiver and Gamine go out and, and really put it to each other, she could sit a great trip, 
and uh, she should appreciate, obviously, the extra ground. But, I mean, Gamine looks like one of those fillies that's just a, a freak that you see every 10 or 15 years. And um, Swiss Skydiver, I mean, what, what else can you say about her? I mean, she has, she's, she's proven that she's done about everything right this year. So, I mean, it's definitely one of the most exciting oaks that, that I've, you know, seen in a long time in terms of uh, top competition. Sure. No, no I agree. I think speech is the art collector. Obviously, art collector is not in it. Of of that, we're speaking very well. I believe speech. I think is being overlooked. I agree with mm -hmm. that. Uh, uh, yeah, AJ, anything? Well, I, 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 my main thing is that I asked Sarge this too, and for me, authentic. I just don't really think we've seen exactly what this horse is capable of. I mean, this was a horse a couple months ago was in the name of uh, Wells Bayou, Nadal, Charlatan, and Authentic were our big four. And now come Derby Day, it's like he's a third favorite. No. Um, but as far as Authentic goes, you know, we've seen him break for the carving station. Coming down the stretch home, the San Felipe, it was like he wasn't even – he about broke for the carving station again coming down the stretch. And then – you know, we talked to Joe about the earplugs thing. I just don't think we've seen what this horse can do. And I just think it makes him the most dangerous out there. I, I don't think the distance is a question. I mean, what do you say to in those people to respond with? He, he doesn't have the, the mile and a quarter in him. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think um, obviously this first time I've been on the show, so you guys don't have much of a background, but I am, uh, I'm a, I'm a no nonsense, not a, you know, I'm not a BSer. So I call it as I see it, even if it's my own horse. And I thought the same thing. I didn't see a horse that was shortening stride or couldn't get them out of quarter. I just think he's a giant goofball. And, you know, that's why the September Derby has, you know, hopefully given him time uh, to mature and, and having Bob work with him and, and tighten the screws and, and get all that worked out. I don't, I don't know if it will. I mean, I'll, we'll know in a couple of days. Um, but we're hopeful and, and, and very thankful for, for that extra time because it's, it's totally in my – that's been my opinion for a long time since – we were thinking about buying into him and then did buy into him was that, can you imagine, can you imagine if they get this figured out and he gets his mind straight? I mean, who knows what, what the, the, the top level for him is. So I sure as heck hope we get to see it. Absolutely. I, I, it's, fu it's funny you say that because we've been saying that forever and that's yeah. probably what we do as well. We've been saying since he bounced off the rail on his first race, I was like, there's something like off with this horse, but he's super fast. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's what it is. And, and that's why I've actually kind of liked him because he is that, that kind of horse. And absolutely, Joe. And, and that's us too. We don't really cut corners here. If you haven't noticed yet. Yeah. Right. Goofball yeah. fits, fits just well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is this way? Ryan, Ryan Dickey yeah. worked at Horse Racing Nation until he came on our show. And yeah. Now, yeah. And now I'm now I'm gone. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Joe, if if you have to leave my racehorse. Yeah, 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 no, 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 it's not gonna happen. No, uh, I'm joking. But speaking of <laughs> I doubt he's gonna have to leave a company after his horse wounds at the dirt. Okay, yeah, let, let's yeah. Let, good point. Let's, good point. Let's, yeah. You could drop the mic and go out on a high note, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> drop yep. and go. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> um Okay, so yeah, go ahead. Speaking of goofball horses. Speaking of goofballs, let's talk about the Pat Day Mile and Vertical Threat. We are very yes. excited about this race. I think Randy and I are a bit more excited about this race than we are the Derby. Um, tell us how, how Vertical Threat's looking. I mean, he looks like he's settling in well into Churchill. And yeah, this whole time while you're talking, go ahead. smiling tiger. <laughs> winning photo but yes let's let's talk a little bit of uh, vertical threat how do you think that field is i feel like it's a, it's a pretty decent field for who we yeah 
I mean, some yeah, of these horses were in talks of the Derby Trail at one point this summer. Yeah, your boy, my boy. I, I couldn't be any more excited to see this race as well as the Derby. Um, the race did certainly come up salty. I thought we drew really well, though. Um, with, you know, Cezanne drawing the, the one hole and uh, no parole and, uh, gosh, what am I blanking out? That tap it to win on the outside of us. They're, you know, I feel like they're going to set the pace. They're going to go, and hopefully Tyler finds a nice little seam behind them and, and sits off them a couple lengths off. And, uh, you know, we're, we're in prime position heading into the far turn to make our, our, our run. So, I mean, we, we knew, you know, the first couple of races showed what talent he has and now he's in thrown into the deep waters and um, we all think he's more than capable. Like you said, he, he settled in well and he had a nice work over the track. Um, so it's just a matter of, you know, how he fits into it and uh, takes like, again, is he one of those horses that takes uh, to the surface? Well, he does. And, and I think even just his, his last few race, races, his gallop out has proved to me, at least I feel like, Distance is not in question, just based on his gallop out. I was telling Ryan Dickey about this, Joe, and I don't know if you noticed this or not. Um, you probably did. Did you see him in his gallop out when he pulled him back and to talk, like uh, Alberto <laughs> went to go talk to the other jockey and Vertical Threat wanted to run by the other horse and ran past Game them. speed did, and turns did, 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 you, did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I, 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 oh yeah. I think, I think he knows, I think he knows what he, and we bought him at the two-year-old sale last year. I mean, that's what also why it's, this one's re rewarding. Obviously winning a Kentucky Derby would be huge, but there's a little bit more um, special meaning to it when you, when you purchase the horse out of a sale and you, you know, identify the talent and, you know, he goes through an injury like he did at the end of uh, summer last year. And then he comes back and rewards that patient. So I think he knows he's good. And now it's just a matter of, um, you know, can he go the distance? I agree with you, Sarah, that, um, and that's why we really took a shot in this race versus pointing towards like the Pat O'Brien is that um, obviously one, keep him against straight three-year-olds uh, one more time. And then it's just a matter of based off his per performances, we think he could potentially go some extra distance and this will give us an indication of, of whether it, our eyeballs are true or we, whether we've been fooled and then we can cut him back if we need to. But that was one of the primary reasons for, for going in this race. Yeah, I was going to say that, Joe, because you have a lot of options. And also, you, I, I know this for a fact that you have, like, personal interest in vertical threat in a sense of, like, that was your guy. And you guys bought him for, for not as much as these other horses are going for, which is kind of awesome. He's a little guy. Well, we know. I'm, I'm taller than him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, he's, 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 he's an angry, <laughs> like, little man that, that angry is... Angry towards you, not me. He is angry towards me. Um, but um, he, you know, and I know you have that because, like, and this shows something, and, and this is for everybody out there, not that I'm throwing this giant infomercial in, but you guys at my racehorse, you know, it's one thing to show an eye. And, and, and this horse getting there, even so, this little guy that nobody kind of, not saying nobody wanted him, but he obviously is not Cezanne's, Cezanne's number. I mean, my right. God. <laughs> like, so I mean, $3.5 billion less than <laughs> yeah. billion. Million, million, whatever it might be. What is it? The generation is a thousand years, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We just went over that before. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, hats off. That's awesome. And for everybody out there, you know, I'm, I'm happy that we got involved in that and got to meet the horse with my racehorse. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I agree. I think he's going to, you know, sit back off there and let's see if he has the mile in him. He's going to have yeah. the heart to do it. 
That's for sure. But yeah, to see yeah. if he's got the mile in him, I mean, Tapature almost beat Golden Sand. So let's just, let's just think about that and, and, the, and the British Cup. So it's not like he's coming off of it, you know, anything. Like, I don't know why it would be like, oh, he can't do a mile. I, why? Why? Why not? Right. Right. You know, like, I mean, and he skates on corners, boy. He skates around the turn. Yeah, like, he does. Uh, he's he smooth around that. Um, so, yeah, and anything on that, guys, for Joe? No. I'll just say, is any concern shipping him over to Churchill now for the first time? Or well, is, I, would, I mean, is he, is he acclimating well? Like, what's the feeling there right now? Yeah, he's acclimating well. He schooled really well the other day. We got video from assistant trainer Amy DeLossi. Um, school, like he just stood there when there was probably another 15 horses waiting to be schooled in front of him and next to him, and he didn't turn a hair. Um, I will be amiss to say that, um, you know, Richard, trainer Richard Baltus, you know, shipping out of Southern California doesn't have necessarily the greatest stats. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I tend not to read into that stuff. You know, it's horses. Anything goes on big days. Um, so, yeah, I think anytime you're out of your, your home base, um, it's, a, it's a little concerning. But, you know, I, as far as the horse is going and what he's showing us, I don't, I don't see anything there that is concerning at all. And they got your boy, AJ's favorite jockey, by the way, aboard. Yeah. That's AJ's favorite jockey, Tyler. Tyler Gaffley. Uh, this is true. Um, no, that, that's great. Guaranteed winner. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. now if we could just lock the eight to one in right now, please. Oh, you guys, I, know, I know. We did hear, yeah, that might be the wise guy play. It might be him. So, you guys have me wondering how much a vertical threat, all, 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 all authentic pick six ticket would cost. <laughs> The right. my racehorse pick six. Yeah. Um, yeah, do the math on it. It's probably are the fields that big? It's probably a lot. Probably way more than we have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that a dollar base? It might be. So, uh, but um, uh, yeah, no. So, um, but I do have to ask you. I'm going to put you on the spot right yeah. now, and I'm going to say this as a fan and not somebody involved at all in, in in even having this horse. Where I think you guys would be thinking this: win the Pat Day Mile. Let's just, let's just say win vertical. Let's say win vertical threat wins the Pat Day Mile because that's how we talk. Mm -hmm. When he wins the Pat Day Mile. Preakness? Just might, just might be. You just might have to take a hard look. Love it. Just See? might have to take a hard Ryan, look. The, the story's coming, going to unfold. I, hear unfold. Hey, I mean, hey, that's, that's how you answer questions like that. And by the way, um, congratulations on um, – we saw the silks. The silks. Going on authentic. Yes. I mean, we obviously, Mr. Mr. Hughes over at Spendthrift Farm is a big supporter of us and um, couldn't thank him more for, for the honor of, of wearing the silks in the derby. It's just uh, it's very, very humbling and very big. That was great. Very excited for great. you guys. All right. Awesome. All right, Joe, I know you Joe. have to run to go catch a plane to go to Lexington. And Indeed. Like, I think I might have told Joe maybe – personally but i'll say it out loud you tell vertical threat if he wins i'll let him bite me this time okay <laughs> just let him know he, that might be incentive for him it sounds like a deal and, <laughs> and, if, and if he wins again i want a super uh nick hines running down the stairs special yeah. again oh okay yeah <laughs> you'll get it you'll get it i promise don't you. worry we'll, we'll upgrade it yeah. this is why we said he was the best guest yeah <laughs> Sounds good. Joe, thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. Nice, Joe. Thanks, God. For everybody, we'll Thanks. talk to Joe hopefully on our show. Have a safe flight. Have fun in Kentucky. And let's talk soon. Good luck with we'll everything. See you Saturday. Be safe. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Well, that was fun. That 
was mm. fun. That was the best guest, uh, Joe Meshack. That was a good time. Uh, insider information, I guess, with the Joe with that. Yeah. Um, well, it's cool. Any of these, any of these guys, you know, him and Joe and Sarge, you know, we kind of get a firsthand look at. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know, what, what's going on in the barns of, you know, with authentic and, and vertical threat. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And yeah. And what, what's going on with them. And that, that is the benefit of actually what they do. And, and I'm, like I said, I'm not just saying that because like we were involved with them. You do get to see these things, which is pretty cool. Like we get, um, you know, pictures of them at the barn. Videos we, we of how videos they're settling into they Churchill. And, um, so it's, it's, that's been exciting. And yeah, like you said, we, we get a little insider information we get to share with you guys never breaking hurts. news breaking news vertical threat wins yes we already pretty much made it at eight to one we, we already <laughs> the preakness the pat day mile then the preakness yes, yes. Yeah. breaking news the old pat day mile preakness double yes <laughs> yeah yes um yeah so i mean uh, joe joe great great guy it was we were lucky enough to have him on in between his um flights yeah flights yeah. on his way to churchill lay over in the north pole I believe. Uh, everyone we're talking to has been close to a track, except for Joe, who's going to be up there in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. He's no, heading Joe, to a track, I think though. you got He's confused heading. where Churchill's at. You're yeah. going the wrong direction here. Yeah. Like heading to Woodbine? I don't know. Yeah. She'll have a little extra money, Joe, and get a direct flight. Like, who, who, drives to, who flies to Minnesota and then Louisville? L.A., <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> Lexington. Sometimes, when, you know, when the company gives you those flights, and like, it's pretty much like, right. yeah. Probably that. Yeah. Yeah. Take what you know. Kind of is is the company. I feel like he would uh, be the one making. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Oh, he, he's showing there. fiscal responsibility, which that's, is important. There you go. Really. There Nicely you go. put, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> he's a responsible, you know, fiscal adult. Yeah. Um, no, but fantastic having Joe on here. That was great. Yep. Let's get on to our other best guest. All right. I think this might be one of the best guests we are having. The Not best one of the best. The, yeah. the best. The best. He is the host on TVG, and you can catch him <laughs> on. I maybe I, I was thinking the person behind you, but you know. Um, but do catch his podcast on the Believe platform. And such a good guest. <laughs> hey, I don't know what happened. It's All the right. adult world that keeps on trying to get a hold of you. Right. But so. no, Mister Ken Rudolph. Thank you for coming back on. Ken. For Derby. Thanks, Ken. Hey, good to see you guys again. Uh, always a pleasure to hang out with the clowns. And, uh, and Alxi, it's a pleasure to, to, to be with Ryan for the first time. We've uh, in, engaged on uh, social media and I've read his stuff. So it's really nice to be part of a conversation with him. Thanks, sir. Nice to meet you. Absolutely, Ken. It's, it's, it's been too Bringing long. Bringing people together. I, I feel like all the time. Like I always feel like we know Ken because we watch him. And it's almost like, oh, we're hanging out this way. But it's good to actually be able to talk to Ken Rudolph and seeing where, where he's going with everything. Just being mm-hmm. Ken. Like, 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 Kendi and Ken, Ken which is what we Ken. want. And, and I think it, it's great. It's great for the sport. And Ken, yeah. Ken's a great guy. And of course, everybody, everybody, everybody wants to know Ken's derby selections. I and mean, he is, he's become the look at, look at Ryan. Ryan's I very do. excited. Um, Ryan, tell the story. Tell Ken, I know we said it off the air, but tell him your first derby and how you know Ken Rudolph off the bat. Well, a friend of mine who's no longer with us, he had TVG way before I did, and he loved Ken, and he loved Sarge. And I went to the Kentucky Derby for the first time in 2005. A long shot one. Now, I was there with my wife at the time. My wife said, I'm going to bet the horse that Jan's guy likes, 
And then I bet, of course, the horse that I liked. So, of course, my horse finished last, and my wife won all sorts of money because she bet Giacomo. What horse did you have that day, Ryan, if you don't mind me asking? Sorry, guys. Which, whichever horse came in dead last, I didn't know until the <laughs> next day. I didn't know until the next day that the horse I picked came in dead last until I read it in a newspaper. I can't, I can't think who yeah. came in. It was just Spanish Chestnut, maybe? Uh, who was last that year? I don't know. I, I, I can't even remember. It's one of those Man, things. If you remember where, who came in 20th in the company. I don't remember who came in 20th in 2005. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I just no know one that, remembers I just, who won the Kentucky Derby last year. I just know that my <laughs> wife made a whole bunch of money because she bet on the horse that my friends liked from watching TVG picked. There you go. You're welcome. That's what you're supposed yeah. to say, Ken. You're yeah, welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> well, it's her money. Right? <laughs> awesome. Anyway, but yeah, that's it. High Limit came in last that year. That's High it. Limit. That's it. That's it. I love that horse. The Nick Zito horse? Dead last. Dead last. Dead last. <laughs> High limit, always there. But thank you, Ken, for coming on. And we're going to not take up too much of your time. We know you're a busy guy. This is a busy week. And it's a pleasure to have you on for the short time. We can have you on. And hopefully we get you on longer again, obviously. Um, let's go right into it. What are you thinking about the Derby? How's this playing out to Mr. Ken Rudolph? Well, I mean, obviously it goes without saying that it's um, it's pretty different this year. Everything is completely upside down, backwards and inside out. So at the end of the day, you know, you still have to handicap a race. You still got to look at 18 horses and say, okay, where's the speed? Where's the class? Where's the closer? Where's the stamina? We, I think we're going to have enough speed in the race because the weird thing about it is here's the most difficult part for me is assessing the pace is because when you get these animals that are trying something for the first time, normally in that first Saturday in May, these three-year-olds are keyed up and they're anxious and they're nervous and they don't know what to do sometimes. Then you have 125,000 people screaming at them. It'll make horses go a lot faster than they want to early on in the race, which means horses that have experience and stamina will pick them up later. Well, this year, I don't know what's going to happen because we don't have a full field. We have horses that have already tried a mile and a quarter, and we don't have 125,000 people yelling at them. So I feel like the difference this year is going to be jockeys and lack of experience in a big race. So I think the pace will be quick enough. I think that Authentic will be out there. A thousand words will go with him. King Guillermo will be right there with them. New York traffic will be right there with them. Tis the law will be right there with them. All I need is five horses to scramble on the front end. They get tired. Guess who comes to pick them up? The horse will be at the back of the pack who's got all the stamina. His name is Enforceable. And he'll be back there chilling out with uh, Adam Basitza. And he'll come running around the lane and Enforceable, the number three horse, will probably go off at about 40 to one will win the 146th running of the Kentucky Derby. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> there it is. There it is. The mic drop. Yes, it. absolutely. Wow, enforceable. I love it. I love yes. it. And, and we all know, and can we talk about this before? What's the sexiest horse in the race? The one that comes from behind. The closer, baby. I know. We, we had this conversation. We always, because you're always in the race. Ken and I had this conversation before. <laughs> you're never out of the race till after the finish line. Then sometimes you're out. No, well, but, <laughs> but yes, uh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew Ken was going to go there. I knew not. Well, wait, okay. The only time you're out of the race when you're a closer is if Joel Rosario was riding you. Other than that, you're in the race. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love Joel. That's my money guy. But that dude makes me so mad. <laughs> because he takes every single horse 20 lengths back and then he comes and tries to run you down in every single 
Right. Oh, yeah. oh, he's infuriating. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Oh, again, we'll oh, get into, we'll get into like me and Joel Rosario at like five different tracks where I yelled oh, he sucked yeah. to him like five times <laughs> to a point where he saw me again and just shakes his head. Because, <laughs> yes, I'm like, why are you so? F-? And then he'll miss by a nose. Yeah. <laughs> Like, why are you so far back? Yeah. It's a five furlong sprint. What are you, 15 legs back in the Yeah. Don't do that. And the gallop out, he's by him by like a mile. Yeah, he's amazing. He's like amazing. The finish line, the fact that you, you passed it last. You don't need to try now. Oh, and it's like, Joel's got the best clock in his head. Does he? Does he? Right? <laughs> he's trying to make the gallop out Hall of Fame. Exactly, <laughs> yes. And, you know, you guys will, I don't know how many races you guys look at every single day. Um, obviously, I'm forced to look at, at scores and scores of races every day. But the thing that's driving me crazy is the jockeys lately have been having a really pro- a big problem with their clock in their head, with their timing. If you watch racing at Gulfstream Park, if you watch route racing on the turf, you'll handicap and see six speed horses. They break out of the gate. Here goes one horse all by himself. Yeah. And everybody pulls back. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I read the paper and on the paper it said, you're supposed to do this. How come you didn't do that? So that's the, jockeys are the most protected athletes on the planet because they don't have to answer for anything ever. If I don't, yeah, they're, they're, if, if, when I open this show here in about an hour, if I don't toss to Matt Carruthers in a timely manner and get to the race, my producer will say, what happened? Right. Then I gotta say, uh, I forgot, <laughs> but I gotta yeah. say something. Right. <laughs> well, they're freelancers. They're, they're, you know, they're contractors. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what they do. Like, what are you gonna do? Fire me? I'll just go to another horse. Like, it's not a coach. You don't have a producer. You got just you. Right. Like, yeah, you do it enough, then you're probably gonna get in trouble. But yeah, right, yeah. that that is funny. That is, that is funny. You said that. Sorry, but I digress. I went off on a rant there. Back to you. Oh, no, that's that's all right. That was great. That was great. That was great. So enforceable. Back to you. Uh, <laughs> Matt Carruthers, you're waving in the wings over here. Matt, we're gonna kick it to you. <laughs> Um, no, uh, but so enforceable. Yes, we're going enforceable. W- what do you think picks up the pieces there after enforceable? You know, after you know, after you get your winner, anything's going to happen because the horse is going to be scrambling. But I believe that Honor AP will be in the mix um, as far as the trifecta and superfecta. First four, I believe, would be enforceable. Uh, Honor AP, tis the law, is good enough that he'll still be in the mix. And I don't know who's going to be the fourth horse in there. You know, King Guillermo is such a fast horse that he might stick around. Um, he has that push button acceleration. And so we'll see if they're going to be able to utilize that. So I would envision enforceable, uh, honor AP, tis the law, and uh, King Guillermo in the top four when they finish. All right. I like All right. that. We haven't heard enforceable yet. So that's interesting. And in King Guillermo, we talked about since he's had such a long layoff I think right. all eyes are really going to be on him of how's he going to run he hasn't run since what, the first Saturday in May well you know sometimes when horses come off of a long layoff like that they're a little excited and they might be a little keen and ready to go so I think the big challenge is going to be for Sammy Camacho to get him to relax early on um, and the thing about King Guillermo is I know this might be a little sacrilegious but he reminds me of California Chrome he is so fast. And what I mean by that is he can sit, sit, sit. And then once you say go, he takes off. He just, pew, he just gets clear. It's amazing that little kick he's got. So I think if they can get him to relax early on, he's going to be the first one probably to try to get a jump on the leaders when they turn for home. He'll be the first one to spurt. And if he can sustain that run, it's going to be a hard time catching that horse. So I expect him to be in the mix every step of the way. Absolutely. One length off of Nadal. 
everybody keeps everyone forgets that forgets this one link up in a doll i mean i, I mean is that that bad um that that's interesting um uh, you guys any other questions with ken on on the derby side of it um i mean you're the you're a closer guy as we we talked going enforceable what do you think about the other kind of deep closers in that race when you're looking at like a max player uh mr big news any of those guys or is it just enforceable all the way no i mean that's a great question because if you're going to pick one closer that means you you looked at all of them i'd like to think and i did look at all of them and when you're talking about closers yeah i mean you're talking to a guy who picked giacomo who had only won one race coming into that derby so if you have enough pace and the horse is sound and fit anything can happen i haven't seen enough from max player to me doesn't seem like he's ready yet like he's still a little green um there's another closer i do believe major fed is another closer who i don't think has enough attachment rate is another horse that likes to to make that move i don't know if he's good enough finnick the fierce is going to be up against the rail he's the number one spot he's a fighter but i think he's going to be so far back and take so much dirt that he may not be able to overcome that um and there are other closers in the mix that I think uh, may have a chance. But Enforceable, the reason why I liked Enforceable more than the others is because he's had that experience. He's had 10 races, so he's got a bottom. He's got great pedigree. I love his trainer. And I like the fact that I went back and watched every single race. And in every single race, Enforceable took dirt in his face and didn't care. He took dirt and then just went around it and made his move. And so that just impressed me more than the other closers. But you're so right. If you're going to look at one closer, you gotta look at the other ones too, man. It's the Derby. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. I, I'm I'm leaning towards enforceable now. Like before before Ken, I would just say like no, you know the only thing we agreed on was Tiz wasn't gonna win, and so now it's I'm like so, okay maybe I'm okay right. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. You know, but go back and look at him seriously. If you go back and look at his races, you can see that like when he first started out as a two year old, he was seriously talented, and they taught him to rate. They moved him back. And the first time he took dirt in his face, you can actually visibly see him kind of go like this with his head. And then the jockey got him to settle. Julian Laparu was riding. He settled. And then after that, every single race, he's been like, I don't care about dirt. Let's go. And that's the thing you want to see with a young horse. You want to see that they can overcome little things like that. Yeah. The reason why I'm betting against his law is I haven't seen him look another horse in the eye and win that battle. He's going to have to fight somebody in this race, tis the law. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if he's a fighter. <laughs> That's what we've been, uh, we've been saying. We actually got a little bit of, of backlash. We got a lot of heat about a it. A lot of heat because we did say, uh, well, because I was asked, Gamine or Tiz, who's been more impressive? And I said, Gamine, because I don't think Tiz is good. Has he had the fields to really come off super strong? No. Well, Gamine hasn't had, like, Crazy no, but she the, the moves that she's been making have been very impressive. As long mm. as the, the, her speed figures and everything, Tiz like, okay, yeah, you're you're good, but yeah, Tiz sits pretty in every race. Oh, yeah. Has gotten yeah. such a great trip, and hey, that's part of it. You got to get to that yeah. spot. But to be able to sit in the pocket like that, third every race. Yeah, he's uh, tactical and he's very athletic and he's proven himself and he's obviously the one to beat, no doubt about it. Um, but it's the Derby. And so I'm like, hey, there's 17 other horses and you're gonna have to fight from that far post to get yourself into position yeah. to be comfortable. You're gonna have to fight. And if you fight and win, man, I tip my cap to you and I'll be right there at the parade for you. But before that, in the meantime, I'm trying to beat you so I can get paid. 
Tis a law, you got your money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do you guys have any yes. other derby questions? Because I'm going to ask a question about yeah, the Oaks. Let's real go to now. the Oaks. He, he nailed it. Yeah. He did. All right. Uh, well, so before we let you go, because I know you got to run, um, the Oaks, what are you thinking? Okay. Speaking of gaming. <laughs> uh, the Oaks, I went with, um, let me make sure. I think I have the She Dares the Devil. I want to all make right. sure. Yeah. I turned in all my picks today to my producer, and I want to make sure I'm giving you guys the right one. Uh, in the Kentucky Oaks, yep, the seven, she dares the devil. Uh, you were just talking about Gamine and Swiss Skydiver, and you have... Um, speech. 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 Thank you. And you have Speech will be sitting just off the pace. Obviously, Gamine is gone out of the gate. Obviously, you know where she's going to be. Swiss Skydiver does not have to go with her. Swiss Skydiver can sit just off of that. Um, I'm, I feel like somebody else might go with Gamine uh, to their own peril, but it'll be enough to soften her up. And She Dares the Devil will be sitting in a nice spot, I believe, to run them down, and we're going to get rich on Friday. Oh, yeah, there you go. How's that double? Are you going to play that derby, yeah. the der Oaks Derby double? double? Oh, yeah, that'll, be, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good Never one. hit that in my life. Oaks Derby <laughs> double. Never hit that in my life, but I'm going to play it. What do I care? I, yeah. Maybe this is your year, Ken. I think I hit it's it. Gonna, right? It's gonna pay. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we'll know if he hits pay. it not only because you know we'll watch the race, but then we won't see him on TVG anymore because yeah. he'll be he'll have enough money where he doesn't have to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Here's yeah, the thing yeah. about that: TVG is the one job. But even if I had a million dollars, I wouldn't leave it because right. it's so much fun. Yeah, and, I was gonna yeah. say we'll still see him on that. Right? And we're we're talking about that's gonna be the real let loose Ken when he's sitting there with. The <laughs> With that money, he's talk about celebration video there. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Everyone's gonna nice. forget the Giacomo moment. I know, right? I just wish I still regret the day um, I didn't play the exacta that day. I didn't know how. Okay. Hey, son, I'm on the busy right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll be with you in a second. Um, you okay? Yeah, I'm You taking a break? Yeah. Okay, I'll be back. Who's his taking cool. the derby? School is in session. See, okay. I'm enforceable too. Sorry, must my, my son. No, no. What'd you say? Virtual is your son on enforceable too? We just should ask him. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not getting involved in that yet. Let's just. Oh, he loves to watch. Oh, he loves to watch. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah, he absolutely loves to sit down and watch with me. But uh, And he was sitting here in the living room because we had just moved here. We came back to Los Angeles last year. We just came back in time for the Derby. And I picked Country House last year. And oh. um, so he was sitting here in the living room with me watching his dad go nuts <laughs> as they were turning for home down the stretch in the Kentucky Derby. And the and the disqualification and everything. So he's he's into watching. <laughs> yeah, and thirty minutes of his dad just pacing, being like, "Come yeah. on!" <laughs> you know, the weird thing is, I, I stopped. I, I did pace for about three minutes. Yeah. Once it went past three minutes, and I looked at it again and again and again, three I just minutes. was like, "They're bringing that horse down." You knew it. Yeah. I just yeah. felt like they're bringing that horse down. So I was like, "Let's just wait," and, uh, <laughs> and it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> I was working at I was working at Keeneland at the time and. It was like, what, 22 minutes or something like that. And yep. uh, I knew that every, that way more people had maximum security that had country house. And I said, this is going to be a loud, loud, yeah, loud they, noise. They were and as doing... soon as they put it up, it was just bedlam. Yeah. It was like, ah! Oh! And then there was all, every all swear they, word. All the they world. were doing for 15 minutes of that is finding security to get the stewards out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. The thing about that, Ryan, I love that you brought that up because I've always wondered what that was like for all of the $2 bettors that just came to the track because all they do is come once a year for Derby Day. They don't care. They just want to get a winning ticket. They don't care if it's four to five. They just want to show that winner. But that was, a, I think, a great chance for us as the experienced people to educate the new people as to 
This is how it's supposed to be. Correct. Um, did you find anyone doing that? I mean, was there anyone no. trying to <laughs> No. They, no, it was just bedlam. It was just like, oh, this blah, 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 blah. So finally, after it happened, people started to say, hey, you know, it should have happened, it should have happened. But the initial reaction was just, ah, burn yeah. the place down. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it was the right call. Like you said, you knew after three minutes and watching it a couple times, that's what needed to happen. I watched it a couple times. And I was like, they're probably going to take this guy down. But it was the Kentucky Derby. I mean, there was a chance that they weren't going to take him down. Right. So, that, right. That's that's what I was thinking. I was like, if there's one time you're not going to take the horse down, it's going to be now. One time you're not. And I let the crowd tell me what happened. I didn't have to watch anymore. I just I listened and I knew. I was like, oh, he came down. Exactly. That's awesome. I was so glad they did it. Not just because I won a lot of money, but I just felt like, I'm like, you just can't do that. And on this big stage, you just can't do that. Yeah. You can't almost right. take horses out and then stewards, you just can't let that go. The planet was watching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Here we are, exactly. 16 months later, and we still haven't had another derby yet. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm just right. so glad that they eventually uh, dropped that lawsuit. I thought that was so yeah. frivolous and completely unnecessary for owners who've been in the game for three decades to not understand how this goes. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you know how this goes, guys. Yeah. There's like, no excuses now. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. All oh, right. so I'm gonna go. Oh, yeah, yeah we're yeah. gonna go. Well, we were gonna tell you you could go. So, thank you so much. Enforceable, and don't forget, um, there's a little bit of history. The owners of Necker Island, mm -hmm. uh, two gentlemen who own that are African American, mm -hmm. and they have a huge, huge legacy with horse racing. One of them is a third generation horseman. His grandfather owned a horse that ran in the Derby. His great grandfather was the groom for Man of War. Necker Island is, is definitely a long shot. They're probably not going to win, but it's a cool story and worth watching. That is a yeah. cool story. I, yeah. I haven't heard cool that story. at all. And you know what else is cool? That my name is Randy, by the way, not Ryan. So. Oh. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't get it either. I didn't catch on to you that. Like, oh, you called me Ryan. It's okay. I did not. I was, He's talking to me. He was He's talking to him. him. I think you're talking to me. Anyway, no. Ken. Man, Nobody's but, talking to you. Go, Ken. <laughs> 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 never talks to you. you no, I, I thought you confused me and Ryan. No, he was, was the, he was the, he was the best guest. He was the best guest. But I don't know if it's always the best guest. And we're going to talk music later on, Ken. No, you and I. No, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go, to, go to work, Ken. Go to work. Yeah. No, yeah. Thank you so much, Ken. That was no, great that you brought that up. That's awesome information. So definitely look into the history of Necker Island. That's a great connection. Great story there. And we will see how enforceable does. Yeah, it's very interesting. Saturday. I hope they bring that up. Yes. That is, hey guys. That's pretty cool. Appreciate yeah. it. Have a great yeah. week. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Thank Funny. you. Always a pleasure. Make it. Awesome. I'll what? just come out and say it. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. It was fun. Um, I know that we, we might have made a mistake earlier and said, hey, this was our best guess but i mean that was our best guess that was our that best, was our best guess. Yeah. Yeah. did we say that before with anybody i don't know maybe we... I, I think maybe one of us said it one time oh, oh right okay. i think so yeah. um, that makes sense it's been, but that, it's been a long day been a long day uh, yeah, anytime you get ken rudolph on though right yeah. we've had him on a couple of times now he's always an absolute joy oh yeah he's Ken is, and, and you notice that now a little bit, like we were saying before what i think before we were on the air how it's fun to see ken like even more now 
Um, not that he was whatever, but he was more, you know, I think he was told to be that newscaster yeah. guy. And that's what he came and now from. now no holds bar, he can be the true. Because that's Rudolph. who he is. And yeah. It, and it's well, I mean, like, look, Ken's always carried a little swag with him. But now mm-hmm. it's like oh, he's full Ken Rudolph swag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is cool. Always a lot of fun. Great personality. Um, owns what he says, which is really good with confidence. And, uh, yes. and enforceable. I think that's the only, the enforceable we're gonna, only time we're going to hear that all day. Right, and, and I know everybody's, and I already hear everybody out there. So save it when you just say, "Ken picks long shots every time." You know what? Goddamn yeah. right he does. And he then, does, and, and he has reasoning behind it. We talked about that if you watched the Ken Rudolph interview before. Yes. I knew he was going to go with a closing long yes. shot because that's that he likes. He but likes honestly, it. look at look at the case he makes for him. I mean, it's, it's, right? It's yeah. not like he blindly picks and was like, "Well, yeah, maybe I don't want to pick the chalks." He's like, yeah. "No, I'm going to pick enforceable, and here's why." And it's very reasonable and it's convincing and there's a lot of research behind that goes well, into like his I argument. Said, I'm considering yeah. putting a little, a little wager on enforceable too and now after yeah. I, I right. that gaming, that. even with the gaming double for you it will really pay a little bit it'll yeah. pay a little bit a little bit <laughs> if he's always going to pick long shots he he um doesn't take him very long to catch up with the rest of us he can he can be right yeah. um mm-hmm. less less often exactly yeah yeah you, yeah, you hit one out of ten is better than hitting you know, eight out of 10 chalks. Yeah. <laughs> right. you know? If you can make money hitting a one out of 10, as opposed to hitting six out of 10 and losing money, you might as well go that route. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And always a pleasure to have Ken on here. Always glad we can have him on. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see him uh, back at TVG. Yes. It's great to ha- see him back at TVG and yep. Keep, keep an eye out for him there as well as his podcast on the Believe platform, Believe in Horse Racing. Have you listened to that? I have. It's pretty good. It like is. I yeah I, I enjoy. It. I haven't um, caught up to the most recent episode, but the me- most recent episode sounds very interesting, and I want I want to listen to that at least before we get into the weekend because it is about the obviously the derby and, right. and everything that's going on there. Um, but but Ken he he's he provides great information on all sides of I think all arguments in regards to what's going on in this industry. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely someone to keep. And an how eye about on. that Necker Island connection? Right. Shout out. That was that's interesting. I did not know that. No. And it is something I think, you know. You know, when going to the derby, you love stories. Right. How about that one? That's a good one. Yeah. Especially when it comes to an historic race, they love to hear not only just about the horses and how they've been training, they want to know their background and and the history of you know, either that barn or that trainer, the owner. I'll be I'll be surprised if it doesn't come out of derby and I'll be disappointed if it if it doesn't. I'd be surprised mm. if it doesn't, but I'll be disappointed if it doesn't, because that's a really cool story compared to most, yeah. you know, I mean, let's face it. I mean, everybody has this, you know, it's a rich kid game and, and people are whatever. And you hear stories like that where you're like, everybody loves that story. So uh, yeah, they do. It's very, you know, and it's good for the times and everything like that. So if not, trip close. Interesting. Well, yeah, we'll throw it out there as soon as yeah, we yeah. know enough about it. Um, right. But then again, we're not afraid of saying things we don't know anything about. Hence the show. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. You're just now figuring this out. Yeah. Um, uh, no, yeah. that was great. Thank you so much to Ken. Ken, always a pleasure. And on to our next best guest. It is my absolute honor to introduce the best guest that we're going to have all day. You know him, you love him. Prominent Southern California handicapper 
and NHC contestant, Sean Alvarez. Sean, welcome to the Triple Clowns. Yes, Sean. Welcome, Sean. Thank welcome you, back. Sean. Welcome back, Sean. Yes. I appreciate you guys all having me, having me on, and now I'm regretting <laughs> telling you that story right before we went live. <laughs> yeah, this is what we do here at the Triple yes. Clowns. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's all good. <laughs> the more, the better. <laughs> Sean, uh, obviously, <laughs> after that great introduction from Ryan Diggy. Ryan's been killing it today. I'm not going to lie. Lot, a lot to live up to. Um, I have no fear of losing a job. <laughs> so, um, like I said to uh, Ken Rudolph earlier, uh, you're just lucky he's not in the pool this time, which he actually did yeah. a segment in the pool. You missed Ryan in the pool this morning. Yeah. Sorry. Yep, that was a good one. Next, oh, time. Yep. Next time. You get twin spires, Ryan. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. The pool, Ryan, I mean, that's hard to beat. <laughs> it's tough. It's, I think so, yeah. It's, it's tough to beat. beat. <laughs> <laughs> so now these big shoes that have been put on your feet, Sean, after that great introduction of this remarkable Southern California. I wouldn't have said Southern California. I would at least said all of California. Yeah, maybe true. the Western Hemisphere. Oh. <laughs> uh, handicapper. I mean, um, I no could have said that probably. No, no pressure. pressure. That everybody now wants to hear. Sean, tell us yes. about the Derby and how this is going to break down. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought it to be? You know, at the uh, end of the, or beginning of the year, you know, turn March that we'd even be running a Derby at this point. So super excited that that we're even here. And what you know, we'd like to, to have fans there, but just um, absolutely excited that we're running this Derby. And um, you know, it's not very often that we get a three to five shot that you know, to me kind of looks like a legitimate three to five shot with tis the law. Um, you know, we were talking about this before we went live about, you know, who we thought um, was going to win, not only win the race, but who we can punch holes in. And we have, you know, spe specific and uh, kind of varying opinions, but um, you know, tis the law for me, if, if the horse goes off and wins by, you know, the length of the stretch, I wouldn't be that surprised. Um, but there are some holes to punch in, in the horse for me. Um, so I, while I'm not trying to beat the horse, um, I went with my top pick elsewhere and trying to get paid a little bit more than having a three to five or even, you know, a two to five or one to five win this race. Um, I thought that, you know, the last race out for the 16 honor AP, um, you know, thousand words just knocked them off stride. Um, a lot of us had talked about on Twitter and in different shows about, you know, did honor it was honor AP really even geared up for this race. Um, obviously the, the Kentucky Derby was really, the number one goal, not the shared belief stakes at Del Mar and, you know, nothing against that field, but, you know, 18, 18 horses vying for the Kentucky Derby is a little bit better of a prize. And um, I just thought Mike Smith did what Mike Smith was probably told to do um, and kind of wrap up uh, on our AP, get, get a little bit more out of a workout than him, um, than, than what normally see in the morning. And uh, I, I think that's what we got out of the horse and didn't stop trying at the end, kind of wanted to kick in for that later gear. And we've always, I've always kind of hung up on the thought of Honor AP wants a little bit more distance. So here we are at a mile and a quarter and we'll see how good he is. So I, I'm going to go with Honor AP on top as far as my top picks and then tis the law underneath in second. And I'm going to try and get a little bit weird under, um, underneath. I don't know if you want me to get into that right Ooh, now. Or, get a little weird. Or, get a little weird. <laughs> Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Um, oh yeah. Cause yeah. this is the first time we're getting weird on this show. <laughs> Right. The first time we're getting weird in the in the next you know two minutes, um, we started getting weird. Now now we're getting back to it. Um, I, I'm hearing a lot of hype on attachment rate. I don't think we're going to get anywhere near that fifty to one uh, on uh, on Derby Day. I think he's going to kind of go off. 
around the same odds as, as not not as the same odds, but you know we remember my boy Jack being kind of the um, the hype horse, yes. you know, previously. And while we all knew uh, my boy Jack was going to take prominent or you know a significant amount of money, I don't think any of us thought that my boy Jack was going to be the favorite early in the Derby, which I believe he was, if my if my memory serves me correctly. I think attachment rate is going to be single odds. Um, so while I think attachment rate is going to offer value underneath. That is also a horse I'm going to try and beat because I think a lot of sharp people are going to have that horse underneath. And I don't think that that lost ground against art collector is going to significantly boost this, this horse's um, chances. So in third um, place, and this might've been a little bit leaned towards in uh, I spun the breeders cup wheel and got, uh, the 15 New York traffic. So I just became a little bit more of a New York traffic fan. I want to win that $10,000 prize. Um, but I, I, you know, this year with the rules set in place with COVID and with Churchill Downs, um, we're getting a lot of jockeys that aren't necessarily those big names that we see in the Kentucky Derby. And Safi Joseph turns to Paco Lopez, who has run, who has ridden um, New York traffic in the last two starts. And Paco, Paco Lopez is an aggressive rider. He's going to see that opportunity and he's not going to wait for it. He's, you know, I would hope that he doesn't try and push his way through an opportunity that we've I've seen him do in previous um, starts. Um, but, you know, he sees those little small opportunities. He doesn't wait for that, that um, obvious opportunity and he takes it and he's aggressive. And I like aggressive riders. I think a lot of riders these days are passive aggressive and they kind of wait. And I, I, I think it was Gary Stevens that said something on the Fox sports um, uh, telecast and the wire's not behind you. It's in front of you. Stop taking those long looks back. And, um, you know, Paco's known to do that, but, you know, that's the Kentucky Derby. And I think there's a lot of big, big name horses that are going to be in front of him. So I think he's going to be very focused on going after him and getting them. So while he's not my top pick, I think that horse is going to offer a lot of value underneath. And uh, my fourth kind of horse that I really think is going to offer a lot of value, especially with that muddied up line in the Belmont is the number 12 Sol Volante. Um, you know, you could chuck that last, that Belmont start um, out. The horse ran an incredible race at Gulfstream coming from the absolute clouds. And uh, Panici didn't even, didn't, never even went to the stick. It was an absolute hand ride. He kind of was saving. It was, uh, I believe, uh, Patrick Biancone had said, if the horse does enough, we're going to go to the Belmont. The horse did that. So, you know, I, I, I would believe that Panici kind of got those, those cues early to say, if, you're gonna, if we're going to win the race, just wrap them up because we're going to come back in 10 days. Um, the Belmont stakes for a three-year-old Colt. Um, we, we, you know, we talk about, can they get the distance? It's long, it's try tiring. It wasn't as long this year, but in 10 days, I'm willing to give them an excuse. If the pace gets hot up top, uh, this horse, this horse is going to become, come flying. So, um, while it's again, not my top pick, I think it's going to offer a lot of value underneath, especially when, you know, I'm completely chucking out. I apologize. Authentic. Um, I don't think he wants anything to do with the distance. I think he's well, a it was nice horse. having you on here today. Thanks for being our guest. <laughs> I told you I was going to get weird underneath. I told you I was going to get weird. Um, if you do like authentic, I think you're going to get double digit odds. I think uh, that's been well versed that um, the, the question marks of the distance. And I, I am, will not be rooting against authentic. I think if authentic wins, it's going to be a great story. I, I, you know, always root for the Bafferts and my racehorse and you guys. So um, not against authentic, um, but as far as my betting dollars go, my betting dollars will be against him getting the distance. 
Oh, I'm sorry for all the money you're going to lose. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> First, I have to ask, Sean, you said there's this horse. I don't see this horse in the program named New York Traffic, guys. Do you guys know that horse? Or? Oh, you mean Nye Traffic? Nye Traffic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nye Traffic. Oh, Nye Traffic. Oh, <laughs> we had a long discussion about, is it NY Traffic? Yeah, NY, New York, Nye Traffic. Nye. How yeah. are they going to do this? Yeah, we don't I don't know anything about the ownership group, so I don't know if like, I know. are they... I have no idea. I just always. Oh, he's always traffic. going to. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no. Anyway, th that's interesting, though, Sean. Uh, now that you guys mention it, Curtis, you know, he's going to put on his editor cap and he's going to correct me. I'm sure, I'll get a text <laughs> message just as soon as this, as soon as this goes live. You know, he's he's very hung up on the space mark on uh, honor AP. Oh, so yeah. He's very hung up on that. He says. Uh, um, editor problems. <laughs> a period. Ace. P period. They're both, but they're both capitalized. So it's. It, I think you say the letters when they're both yep. capitalized. It's not high yeah. traffic. Yeah. But they're yeah. definitely going to say New York traffic. You know, Larry's going to say New York traffic. Right. I would say. I would think that Larry would would do his homework and know ahead of time. You know, right? it's a long, long ways away. Come on, Larry. We've got, we've got some time. I feel like he's got to go with the general public here and, right. and say New York, but he'd Craig, be wrong. When we, we actually already talked to Craig, and Craig's good friends with Larry, Craig Mokowski, mm -hmm. and, and they're old high school buddies or whatever, junior high buddies or whatever they are. Um, and he said he's going to already tell him to not say New York. <laughs> this is going to turn into like the Super Bowl Gatorade bet. Correct. What is Larry going to call? Yep. The 15. Yeah. <laughs> is it going to be the blue Gatorade or is it going to be the red Gatorade? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we, I wish they had better props. For, I mean, they have a little bit of them, uh, but we need better props. Like, that's a good prop, too. That's a really good prop. That's a yeah, great prop. Right, yes, it is. Yeah. And, and Sol Volante or Sole Volante. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too, yeah. They do say that. Man, you're just picking on all my pronunciations, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, we, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> just, we can't argue. And then I hear Sole, and I'm like, wow, I've been saying it wrong the whole time. I want to say we can't, or we can't argue with your analysis, so we need to pick on something. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> right, your analysis is spot on. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of ask. show this is. <laughs> all right. Um, well, let, let me ask you, Sean, right away. That was a great breakdown of everything. So you as the... I know you don't like to be called this, but professional handicapper you are. No, but, but for real, um, yeah. uh, the professional handicapper you are. So you're going to be playing a lot. Uh, I mean, are you going to be, are you a pick six guy? Pick five? Have you looked at the late pick six, pick five, pick four? Oh. Sorry, I don't know if you guys heard <laughs> that. No? <laughs> well, no. We, we did. Sorry, We're not saying anything about it. <laughs> That's all right. Someone came up Pretend to the like door. Pretend like it didn't happen. Say hi. Right. <laughs> um, I am. I, I do enjoy the pick six, the $2 pick six. So, you know, obviously I'm kind of on the fence about it. The $2 pick six is a little out of my normal budget, um, but I do not like the 20 cent jackpot pick six. Um, but I love the pick five and the pick four. Um, I haven't completely dove into it too much yet. I've really been working on the Oaks card. Um, but that's for me, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know where you're where you're at with this question. I don't know if, if we were looking more on the undercard or, or trying to beat um, tis the law. But as far as uh, as far as pick fours and pick fives, uh, I, I try to weight my opinions. I don't necessarily play A, B, and C tickets. I'm more of like an A, B type of player, and then just toss the rest. And then I'll just weight my opinions. I don't weight my opinions based on price. I just weight them based on my weight. So I, I play everything at a minimum wager. And if I love uh, 
a horse, like I really like Honor AP, but I wouldn't single them. So I'd probably go something like, you know, in my smaller tickets, 16, 17 Honor AP, Tis the Law, um, just because I don't want to get beat by Tis the Law and I'll spread elsewhere. And then in other, you know, in other races, you know, for instance, Vertical Threat's eight to one. If I love Vertical Threat in that spot, I single Vertical Threat and I spread elsewhere. So where other people will single and play like a $2, $3 base wager, I'll single and spread elsewhere. Just what I, the way I, my kind of mindset is if I'm 100% correct, I'll crush the sequence. If I'm partly correct, I'll hit it. So um, that's kind of my, my main, my main, my main thought. And I'll, obviously you'll also want to churn money. You know, I, I'm not, you know, I don't have a unlimited bankroll. So, you know, if I put $400 worth of pick four tickets and I, you know, hit $300 of them, I didn't, you know, I lost a hundred dollars, but I still have $300 back to my bankroll to hit the next day. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't love to lose everything and wake up the next morning. It's not a great feeling. So right. um, it's a feeling sometimes you have to live with. Yeah, but, it uh, is a feeling. No, I don't know that feeling. He, he was he, he was he was specifically going to ask you about the Pat Day Mile and Vertical Threat. Right. Which no, I, think I wasn't. You kind of totally covered. redeemed yourself. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, you did already. But no, I really wanted to know from people watching as a professional handicapper angle, like, what's, like what's what, your, what do you do on Derby Day? And I think like, you ex- yeah. explained it. How do you you know play that? And is the Derby a different kind of day for you? The Derby is a different day because I don't play vertical wagers on a normal day. Um, unless I really love something. I really don't, I, you know, I have a difficult enough time trying to figure out who's going to win the race, let alone who's going to come in second, third, or fourth. Um, but that was also how I was introduced to the game. I played um, 50 cent or even dollar. I'm not sure what Del Mar was in 2013, but uh, I played three horses boxed for a trifecta. So I would constantly run first, second, fourth, first, third, fourth. So that was kind of my frustration level of getting into the game of, oh, okay, I picked the winner, but, you know, I couldn't pick who came in second or in third. So that's kind of where, you know, I was very quick to kind of toss that out. But with the Derby and with how many, I don't want to say, you know, uneducated betters, but with the, the type of betters that play, you know, three days a year uh, of horse racing, they really only focus on exactas and trifectas. And being somebody that focuses on horse racing, you know, five to seven days of the week, depending on the, the season, I feel like I have an advantage over them. Um, whether that be true or not, um, you have to bet where you feel like you have an advantage. Otherwise, you know, you, you're just kind of throwing your money at dead pool and not dead pools, but, you know, pools where, you know, you're, you're against sharp people. And, you know, I don't mean to use it kind of a vague term, but, you know, if you're going up against, you know, $2 pick six wagers, and you're an, you're a three times a day or a, a, a year better, you know, you're, you're against the eight ball. And so, right. um, so yeah, I, I like those prices. I like the pools of the Derby, the Oaks and some other ones. Um, the Derby's kind of the only one I'll, I'll go as deep as a trifecta or superfecta. Um, but you know, there's the exacta pools and the wind pools, and even the place and show pools are huge on Derby day. So um, I, I try to get a little out of my comfort zone. So I spend a little bit more time as, you know, we're sitting here on a Wednesday talking about a Sunday race. You know, we don't always do that. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll step a little out of my comfort zone and, 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 and throw a little bit more of my bankroll at it than I normally would. So you mentioned the Oaks. As a prominent Southern California heavy handicapper, what, uh, what's your opinion there? Gamine probably? Yeah, that's, that's a good pick. I mean, so. I, Was that a question? 
There's <laughs> a question followed up with, uh, if you don't pick this horse, I mean, my top pick's going to be Demean. Um, I think the horse Good. is the best horse in the race. But, man, there's going to be a lot of speed in that race. And if they're cooking up front, you know, this might be a spot where somebody can, can come in that, you know, would have to jump up 15 to 20 buyer points just to be competitive at, in the race. But, you know, if they're crawling home, um, but, you know, that, that's a race where I haven't dug enough deep to find out who I like kind of in that third spot. But, you know, I really see it as Swiss, guy, Swiss skydiver and Gamine kind of, uh, you know, knocking heads up front. And I, I just think Gamine's going to eventually pull away. And I just don't think there's going to be much value underneath because, you know, you get that race where Swiss skydiver ran against Tesla Law and, you know, outside, <laughs> outside of one of us in the show, I won't know, name names. Um, we think we all, I think a lot of us think Tesla Law is the real deal. And, you know, you can kind of toss that race. So yeah. we'll see. I think that's also going to be an interesting race. Maybe you not betting wise. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to point <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to do a Derby double? Oaks Derby. Probably not. Um, yeah. Maybe if I do, it would be like an ice cold thing just to be, just to um, see, find the value of like a Gamine Honor AP. That, that's something where, you know, in doubles, that's where I will toss some, someone like Tis the Law. You know, a Gamine Tis the Law, <laughs> I have no idea what that would pay. I, I don't think it would pay anything more than, you know, a a buck fifty. I mean, maybe I think you're. I think you're reaching for two dollars. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't find a lot of value unless I'm really just looking for honor AP. But I think I'm going to get plenty of that on the wind pool in in the Derby. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a, that's a good point. You said the Breeders uh, Cup uh, uh, wheel you did. We actually went into one. It was a pool yesterday, and we got well yeah. two days ago before they picked, and uh, Sarah ended up with. You like ours. 16. I got post 16. Um, I really like yours. Honor AP and I got Sol Volante. You got Sol Volante. <laughs> see, I like both of them. Right. <laughs> so, it, was, it was one of those, as it was ticking over, it was going, you know, 13, 14, 15. And yeah. I just kept saying, go Honor AP. Go Honor AP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't work out in my favor. Maybe I should have stopped rooting. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, uh, Ryan, I know you're chomping at the bit for something here to ask Sean. I, I know. I might. Well, like AJ, it's it's a question, but I'm <clears throat> I'm really just asking it because I want to hear myself talk. Um, I did look at the hey, late pick on. four. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. But uh, <clears throat> the late pick four. If you look. Newspaper of the record is a big favorite in one of the races. Serengeti Empress is a big favorite. You got a big favorite in the um, in the turf classic. I can't think of who it is right now off the top of my head. But uh, this thing could really chalk out late. Really, really chalk out late. Factor this is the uh, horse in the turf classic. But do you see yourself using tis the law in a, in a pick four that could be really, really chalky? Or are you going to try to, you going to try to, to bomb out? Well, so this is kind of where I go back to the waiting, the opinions. And I know a lot of, and I'm not saying this is wrong because I know that they crush tickets when they do this, but I know a lot of people that will use, you know, a lot of all of their strong opinions and play it for five, $10. And that's where they're going to kind of, hit this sequence for something that's going to be worth playing. But for me, you know, you had mentioned a lot of heavy favorites and you're absolutely correct. There's a lot of heavy favorites, but if you beat one or two of them, 
this thing's going to pay exponentially, um, especially if one of them is the law. Um, for instance, with the um, the 12th race uh, going seven furlongs, you know, Serengeti Empress is going to be tough. Uh, but you have a horse like Sally's Curlin that I have a big trip note on that moved way too early in, her, in their last start um, and kind of got a tip on the owner that, um, that said the same thing. I won't mention who the owner is. You can look that up in the form. Um, but <laughs> he said the same thing. He moved, he was told not to move that early. He moved that early, was not happy with it. And I feel like we're going to get this very, um, kind of similar trip. You get Hernandez that knows Churchill Downs going to get 12 to one, probably going to get even better than 12 to one. I'm not saying that horse is going to beat Serengeti Empress, but if you beat a horse like Serengeti Empress, you beat it to the law, that's where it's going to pay. And that's where kind of, my structure of that I want to spread around my strong opinions and be able to spread and not cost two, three, $400 for that ticket. Um, and hopefully catch a, a couple horses that beat those strong opinions or not strong opinions, but strong favorites. And hopefully it pays a little bit. I mean, if this thing pays four or 500 and you, you hit it a couple times and only spend two, 250, um, I'm, I'm more than happy with that ROI. Oh yeah. Of Absolutely. course. All right. Well, Sean, thank you great. Thank so you. much. So great to have you back on. Absolutely. Good to talk to you again. Um, uh, I'm glad to see you're doing well. And uh, good luck Saturday. And we'll, 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 we'll talk soon, I'm sure. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you later. Um, Hopefully yeah. we'll best, meet up. Best guest? Best guest? Our best guest, yeah. Probably our best guest right here. Yeah, very good. Um, best, yeah. Guest. Best, best guest. Best guest we've had. That's all you have to introduce him as. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hopefully we'll see, uh, hopefully we'll see each other up at Santa Anita very soon. Uh -huh. And uh, now I'm very interested to see the rest of these, to see how many other people get best guest, prominent handicapper. Uh, well, you know, no, no, we've said best only best prominent handicapper. Just once. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe it'll be like a drinking game. You got to take a shot every time Ryan introduces people as the prominent well, or, or every time Ryan Ryan's takes starting a shot. it for us. <laughs> or, oh, well, I don't know if he'll, he'll make it through the episode. So. <laughs> That's the plan. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Get a little webcam on Ryan. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Well, that was fun. That was fun. Probably the best guest we've had today. Best guest we had. Uh, we, we, we're, it looks like we're a clown down right now, but uh, that'll change, I bet, in a minute. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, uh, Sean Alvarez. I am, uh, a prominent yes. young handicapper from Southern California. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Professional handicapper, even though he doesn't like that thing. Uh, also a professional golfer. Yeah. You guys didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the show before. You didn't listen to our show with Sean Alvarez. Yeah. And if you didn't listen to it, listen great to guy. Now, great story. And, and someone we all know got him into horse racing. Yes. Or someone's son, I should say, was the link. Yes. Bodie. Bodie, which led to Baffert, which led to Sean becoming the prominent Southern California handicapper. Yep. So anybody out there, that's how you become a prominent Southern California. Learn to play golf really well. Yes. Pretty much the world's No, it was great to have Sean back on our show. We haven't talked to him in a little bit. All right. So I think this is one of the best guests we have today. The best. The best. Probably the, the best, probably. Yeah. Yes. We are bringing you 
Dr. Derby. Dr. Of course, Derby. had to come on our Derby show. So Dr. Derby, we have Chick Gerke with Horse Racing Nation. How you doing? Good, how hey, are you? Chip, thanks for coming great. back on, man. Always good to talk to you. Um, oh, it's great to be back. Absolutely. Um, so we'll get right into it because I know we want to talk about a couple other things and a couple other races we, are, we know we want to get into. So let's get right into it from Dr. Derby himself, everybody. Chip, let us know what uh, is this breaking down and what's going to happen in the Derby. So, I mean, with the Scratch Art Collector, I, I just – it's very difficult for me to envision any horse winning except besides Tis the Law. I mean, I know that's kind of the wimpy way out here. You know, he's going to be two to five, in my opinion. I, I can't see him going up higher than that. Um, I just don't see another horse in here that could beat him. I guess the only thing you could say is um, his only loss was at Church of Downs, but that was at a, over, over sloppy track. Uh, I just, this, I mean, outside of Tis, uh, tis the Law, I, I, just in my experience over the last couple decades, few decades, I mean, this field, there's not a lot to this field. And what further, it's in September, and I thought I would have thought we'd have a little more quality here. I get it. We have some some horses in here, some name horses and whatnot, authentic, which I, I, who I think will have trouble with the distance. A lot of people like Honor AP. Uh, I was very disappointed in his last out. Um, I just uh, there's a couple in here I like maybe uh, to maybe give Tizzle a battle, but I just can't see anybody beating Tizzle right now. Right. So, uh, okay. So tis the law. I mean, obviously the popular pick and that's mm -hmm. fine. I mean, listen, we don't want you to tell us somebody you don't think is going to win the Derby and that that's okay. Outside of him. I mean, okay. So say nobody can beat him. What do you think is going to pick up the pieces here? Well, I think, you know, and I, I hate the way they, I mean, maybe I, at least I hate it, but I'm not the expert here when it comes to King Guillermo, as far as how, uh, he uh, was brought into this race off of a huge layoff. He hasn't run since May 2nd. Um, but I really liked his Arkansas Derby, and prior to that, I loved his Tampa Bay Derby win. He was second in the Arkansas Derby to Nadal, who at the time was, the, in my opinion, the top three-year-old, uh, and he went down to injury. But they decided to kind of point to the Kentucky Derby and not run uh, this guy since that runner-up finish in the Arkansas Derby. However, I like him here. Um, I actually like his pedigree for the distance. Uh, and I guess if he's ready to go, uh, I could see him making noise for sure to hit the trifecta. Um, you never know. Um, and he, and with the layoff, he could have matured even more. We don't know because he hasn't run for so long and I can't envision him winning because of this layoff. I mean, it's never happened before this long of a layoff for a horse to win the Derby, but I could see him making some noise. So that's one horse. I really like the race from uh, Nye Traffic. How do you, I think call him New York Traffic or is it Nye Traffic? Yes, thank God that's someone finally give you, give you an applause, yeah, round of applause. We, we've been going back and forth. Okay. New York Traffic, NY Traffic, Nye Traffic. I, I like the fact that we're going to go on this real quick and we'll get into <laughs> your picks. Um, I believe that it's NY because it's both capitalized. So I think you have to say NY Traffic, but no, everybody it's, it's, it's capital N. It's capital N, no, lowercase it's not. Y. Oh, it's lowercase exactly. capital N, lowercase Oh, it's exactly. Nye traffic. Well, then it's Nye. Like Nyquist, yeah. but Nye traffic. Yes. Okay, my uh, bad. So that tells it me it's got to be Nye. Yeah, I agree. It's be Nye. If you take yeah. anything away from this three-hour tour that we're on, ooh, I should have been on Gilligan's <laughs> Island. That it's, yeah, I don't know how to say the number 15's name. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, we're going to go with Nye traffic. Um, 
I liked his last race. Could be maybe a little bit of a mirage because Authentic was backing up, but he showed me that he belongs. And um, uh, I'm still not sold on his pedigree with the mile and a quarter, but I really liked his last out. I know a lot of people like him. Um, so he's a horse uh, I kind of have my eye on. You know, I love Authentic as far as a racehorse. I think he's a very good racehorse. I just think he's going to struggle with this distance. I mean, his record's outstanding, and uh, I, I love him. I just think he's going to struggle with this distance. The fourth choice uh, in the morning line, a thousand words. You know, I mean, before his last race, which is a shared belief where he won at uh, 9-1 to beating Honor AP, I mean, nobody even talked about him. Um, he was up the track in the Oak Lawn Stakes where he's 11th, beating 30 lengths. Um, and then he won his last race at a mile and a 16th. You know, I don't know. I mean, he certainly will, I think, like the distance. Uh, but it's it's asking an awful lot of him to uh, to win this race here. But he certainly, maybe maybe that wasn't a Mirage's last race. Uh, he went wire to wire. And there's going to be speed in this race. Uh I don't know. I guess he's another one. I'm kind of interested to see how, how he runs as far as some of the outliers. Um, like I said, the only one, I mean, that I could kind of see maybe, maybe making some noise if he reverts back to a couple of his prior, prior races would be Finnick the fierce, but I, there's not a lot for me to work with here. I, I, the horses I mentioned are the horses I'm looking at. It's not a typical derby for me. A, a lot of times, uh, You'll see a lot of value in some of the 20 to 25 one to one shots in May uh, when the Derby's in May. But this year, I, I just don't see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree. All right. So we, we know what you like in the Derby. And I know, you know, we're, we're going to try Ooh. to, you know, you're crunch for time. But we do want to talk about a couple other races because I know you looked at them. Um, and we'll start out with. Oh, boy, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're going to talk about the Oaks, Chip. The Oaks. Um, I know who you don't like here. Besides AJ. Um, well, yeah, I know you don't like AJ. And <laughs> that's fine. You're joining the, the, the parade there. No. Um, but no, uh, we know you're not going with Gammy. I just stole your thunder. What is, who does Ryan like? I'm curious to what who Ryan likes here. With Skydiver. Okay. All right. That's fair. I just think that she's going to be able to outrun not – not speed. She's not going to be able to, to be faster than Gaming. I think she's going to be able to outrun her for the entire length of the race. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Um, I don't know if Ryan's aware. I I, I respect Gamine a lot. I think her her last two starts starts were outstanding. But um, you know, I, I it, those were on one turn, and um, I would have loved to have seen her, seen her around two turns in her last start, but they decided to go on the test, the seven furlong test, which she won by seven over, over it beat a few good horses there. Um, and prior to that, her acorn where she won off by, you know, ridiculous amount, 18 lengths. But prior to that, it was a two turn race at Oakland where she beat speech. who's also entered in the Oaks by a neck and it was not an easy neck. That was a tough race. Um, actually I watched that race live. I thought she was going to be beaten in the stretch, but she showed a lot of heart and held on. I think this is a tall order for Gamine to beat this field. Uh, two turns, uh, mile and eighth at Churchill Downs. Um, this is not an easy task. I don't think she's a lock at all. I, I think she's a huge underlay at her odds. And I think a lot of people out there are really underestimating how good Swiss Skydiver is. Her campaign has been outstanding. I mean, she's won her last four against females in graded stakes. The last one in the Alabama might have been her best. And she ran Art Collector, who, you know, as everybody knows, the, was the second choice in the Derby to three lengths, beating 
you know, the rest of the field in the uh, bluegrass by four and three quarter was the next closest horse. So I think Swiss Skydiver is easily my pick here. And I also think Speech could get a good trip here. Um, she'll lay off the pace and you never know if, if we have some uh, craziness up on the front end, maybe Swiss Skydiver gets involved by accident, you know, where she gets pulled into a speed duel. Speech can be the, uh, uh, the beneficiary of that. So uh, I just, again, I don't see anybody long shot wise winning this race the top few are just too good but i will say this i think there's value in the race because i i, I think there's a, a very good possibility of gamine not even hitting the board which would mean that trifecta superfecta that's all in play so i know it sounds crazy but i'm not i'm not i'm not you know i just i just think she's either going to win or be off the board that's how i look at gamine i think she's either just no issues going to win or be off the board. You're That's right. what I kind of. It did sound this. absolutely crazy. <laughs> off the board. Oh. Absolutely crazy. Yes. Um, I like to skydiver too. I said that on mm-hmm. our show. Um, I like to skydiver as well. Um, Give me all or nothing. Wow. Um, I think those are valid yeah. points though, AJ. Yeah. I mean, she's going to run. She's going to go. Look, she's, okay. She's, she's going to get front. You want, you, you, you can make the, the distinction about the distance all you want, like the same way you can do with authentic. Mm-hmm. But again, I think authentic has it. And Gamine has run the fastest seven furlong, the fastest mile that we've seen all year by any Philly. And to think for two seconds that she can't go well, just a little bit farther. A not little a little bit. Farther, that's a little, little bit. That's a, a little bit. That's a little bit. It's a to so, Gamine, so the, to Gamine, who someone who runs like good news. Hey, hey, you. Think, you did okay, it now, Chip. Can't. <laughs> I got it. Can't. You can't. She'll be so far ahead. She all she has to do is jog the last furlong. Okay. Matter. Okay. Well, this is muted, the thing. Just muted, Alex. So you can talk now. So Gamine's uh, test was outstanding, but I think people who watch that card really. Uh, the best, the best seven furlong race of the days was Serengeti Empress. Uh, she beat her by a second. Pace, uh, <laughs> it, second it, but she, she didn't. But she, but the, the pace. You got to look at the pace of the race. I think if Gamine is in that race with Serengeti Empress, Gamine is beaten. There's no doubt in my mind, just based off the pace. And uh, you have to look at that. Doesn't right? matter what the pace so, is when you set it, Chip. You're melting his brain right now. He's, oh, he's, okay. Okay. Right. No, I mean, hey, I've been like this with horses. I know how it is. You're you're back in your horse and you're going. You're you're all in, and I get it. And you know what? You get it. You may be right. Yeah. Maybe maybe Gamine. Maybe she is a freak and wins this race. If I was betting on it, which I will be, I'm betting that she's not going to win and that she will be destined for the Breeders' Cup, Billy and Mare Sprint. That's kind of how I see I mean, I kind of liken her to a little bit kind of like Guarana. Uh, there's a couple others that escape my mind right now in the past decade um, where I think she's going to be better off around one turn. Um, yeah, there's just a, a, yeah, yeah, the, the there's a few in here that are just really good. I think speech is really good right now. And, of course, Swiss Skydiver, who, I mean, don't look down, but if she wins this Oaks, I mean, she's got a campaign that's really, um, it's it's rising up there as one of the better. I mean, we've had so many great campaigns by three-year-old fillies over the last few years, but Swiss Skydiver, she keeps going. She's going to toss her uh, uh, her name into that uh, group of uh, past three-year-old Philly greats over the last 10 years. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. That That's kind of where I see that race. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, so, are you going to play? The, I agree. You're going to play the Oaks Derby double? You know, I've never really – this year I doubt it. Um, uh, it I don't know if it's going to pay a lot. I guess I'd have to look at some of the, 
the math there to see if it's worth it. I, I could tell you this, the, the race I'm looking, and I could have egg in my face here, but I'm really looking forward to the Oaks because I, I just feel like even King Swiss guy ever on top, or maybe speech in a couple of these tries and supers, assuming that Gemine, she doesn't hit the board. I think they could pay decent and, um, and the tickets you can get off cheap because you're, you're keying and one horse on top. So I, I really am looking forward to that race. Um, there's a, of course the undercard races. Um, I love play, playing some pick threes. Uh, I wrote a piece for Horse Race Nation a year ago. I got a group of guys that, that for every year on the Derby, we, we do what, so a lot of these guys are not, uh, into horse racing. It's like a once a year thing for them. So to get them involved with wagering, what I've come up with is what's called a show pool wager where each of them will give me, you know, 20 bucks and I'll pick a horse to show in, you know, race four on the card of whatever it is, Friday or Saturday. And if we win, we just take all the money. We keep rolling over from race to race. And it could turn into a lot of money. A few years ago, we started, it was 20 bucks a man. I think we had five guys in the first bet. So it was a hundred hours. We were at 4,500 um, going into the dirt, or excuse me, we we're 1,500 going into the Derby. And we put it all to show on, um, let's see, this was uh, Danza. And he showed, and that was 4,500. So that was a great day. So we've done it a couple. I picked yeah, it. it was a great day. <laughs> yeah. So stuff like that, I'll screw around with some friends. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Friday's card and, of course, Saturday's card. That's great. Yeah. Anything on Saturday's card, the undercard that you want to talk about? Um, possibly yeah i was looking at it right i got it right in front of me um i'm real interested in um i'm trying to think if this is friday or saturday because i was just looking at this i'm real interested in the uh the, the, the sprint race the seven furlong derby city distaff because that's where serengeti empress is coming back to run since yeah, her last saturday. scorching that's on saturday yeah yep. um and she's going to be favored she's nine to five morning line She's a very inconsistent filly, and Ryan knows this, very inconsistent. In fact, she has not won two in a row um, just oh, – I don't think she's ever won two. Ryan, am I wrong with that? I don't think she's ever won two in a row. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you for sure. She hasn't um, in my running line I'm looking at three, six, nine, twelve. In the last 13 races, she has not won two in a row. So right. um, she's a very inconsistent well, filly. She did it, uh, Churchill – in Oaklawn, one in 2019, and then the first one she ran this year. There you go. Both at six. Well, this year she was second in her first start. Oh, never mind. I, I lied. I was looking yeah. at the wrong person. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's still, look, he's still yeah. looking at Gammy. Yeah. He's, yeah, on, yeah, he's on tilt yeah. right now. He's just yeah, on tilt. You're looking at Gammy. <laughs> hey, oh, no, okay. She did Ellis Park, Ellis Park and Churchill. She's okay, in. we get it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's fine. But, but I guess – I, had to I, save myself. I'm, I'm, I like, I loved her last race. I think she's one of the top, if she's, if they keep her sprinting, I think she's one of the top sprinters when she runs a race in the country, female sprinters. However, I'm going to bet against her in this race because she's so inconsistent. Um, there's value in this race. I know Mia Mischief's a six to one morning line and uh, she loves Churchill Downs. She's five for nine over that track. She's only been off the board once there. Um, I think that Mia Mischief is worth a look in that race at those odds. So I'm kind of I'm kind of looking forward to that race. Uh, so that's that's kind of one of the races I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to the turf race where Factor This is entered. Uh, I think that's the race before the Derby, the uh, old For Forster Bourbon Turf Cat Classic. He's one of the favorites, three to one morning line. He's won four in a row. I'm interested to see how he runs here because uh, that turf division is wide open. He has as much a chance as anyone to 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 win the Eclipse and get in the Eclipse race. So. I'm interested to see how he runs there. I think he's worth a look. 
Um, but I'm still kind of, as far as the Oaks, I'm going to review, review that whole card tonight. All right. Uh, what about the Pat Day Mile? Take a look at that, Chip. Good, good question. Yes. Yeah, let me look at that here. Let me bring that up here. Hold on. Oh, you have to. There's a single in that race. Oh, really? That's on the Derby undercard, right? Oh, here yeah. it is. Yeah. That's the Derby undercard. There's a single in that one, huh? Don't tell me you're going to go with Cezanne, Cezanne or oh, however you pronounce no, his name. No, no, no. Nobody oh, right God. Do you guys most like Echo Town? Nope. Nope. No, I'll give you a hint. Oh, you can't see. Can't see. Right He's eight to one right now. There's a My Race horse in there, and um, I have heard nothing about else about this horse no you guys like political oh, threat yeah there it is hmm. tell us why it's wrong interesting. <laughs> interesting i'm looking right now at, at the horse and what he's done and obviously his last stake start um he ran well and that was over at del mar interesting and then los alaminos he was there and he was on the turf so his only two dirt starts he's been pretty dominant mm-hmm Interesting. He's That's shipping right. the Churchill off the West Coast. Does that concern you guys at all? No, he ta he's actually taken really well to it. We're part owners we've of the horse of my race. Like, we've we've <laughs> like met you this up, horse Chip. before. We know the horse. Like, yeah. And, and, and uh, he actually took really well to it. He just ran a 59, five furlongs, I think like three out of 34 the other day there. He's, he's, he likes the track. They said he seems like he's doing good. So um, seems comfortable. What do you guys think of no parole? I think he's great. I think he's going to go to lead. Um, uh, I think I hope the judge gives it to me. Doesn't give it to me. Um, you I hope like what? No, I like no. no I hope the judge that. doesn't give it to me. I think no yeah. parole is going to be the one to catch. <laughs> he wants to but, stay in jail. But I think yeah. I think tap it to win and no parole are going to burn with Cezanne right there. And I think I hopefully vertical guy can sit back there and make that big weird move. Yeah, I think you're right with the pace of the race. Uh, he look could get a good stalking trip, vertical threat. Um, interesting. We're taking a first look at this race. Um, I think Echo Town will be stalking. So I think uh, Vertical Threat's going to really have Echo Town to contend with. But you're right. There's a lot of speed in this race, yeah. and um, I'm surprised the one is going to the one is going to take a lot of money. I, I it's another one I'm kind of tossing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we agree but, on uh, something, Chip. Yep. We, we do. do. Oh, we don't wow. like it's about time. Know. We're gonna find common ground Imagine somewhere. That. Yeah. Well, look at the time. So, what do you guys think of the whole uh, um, the uh, vexatious race? We did like oh, my girl. Vexatious. Yeah, yeah that's the uh, one you were talking about, the Bonnie girl. Yep, Bonnie girl, vexatious. Remember, because we were joking around that Alex was gonna vet vexatious. Or, it's or it's on the Oaks undercard. Yeah. Yep, it's, yep, it's an Oaks undercard. Um, That's why I couldn't find it. All right. Oh, I don't have, I don't have it. So, Ryan. Isn't yes, that the, that's listening? the Latroy. La, I can't pronounce it. She's La a Latroy. Remember, we talked yeah. about this. Uh, she's a Julie. Yep. Won this race last year. So she, she, and she's exactly. Uh, Vexatious and, and Monomy Girl, uh, or Monomoy Girl, I guess I should say, I think are the, the three that are going to get looked at the most in this race. Um. I don't know. I, I you know, because she's a Julie's been a bit con inconsistent this year with her with how she's racing. But when she does win, she has very those are her strongest races. She just can't continue that. She's her patterns. Her, she would have to con you know repeat how she's doing. But um, yeah, I, I, I she's not consistent. Yeah. Well, I mean, this this has to go to vexatious. I yeah. would imagine. 
vexatious or even yeah, lady I, kate I, I think lady kate can get out front and maybe hold them off but i would if i had to bet right now and someone said hey bet on this race i would probably take two vexatious and vexatious so you look at you look at vexatious and a monomoy girl and obviously with her record monomoy girl it's pretty unbelievable i'm i'm kind of shocked she's come back this good um after this layoff uh but vexatious is in some unbelievable form she proved that that she's no fluke after that runner-up finish um when she beat uh midnight bizu so i don't know if either one of these two win i think they jump to number one in the division um in my opinion um they have to and if one of my girl wins well uh she's all the way back and uh that's that's pretty crazy uh after that long layoff i just think the winner is going to come from one of those two um and uh i guess we'll see what happens with that right and if you had to choose between betting on a horse that's three to one or a horse that's three to five you're obviously going to go with the three to five yeah uh, well yeah horse three to one horse yeah and i think she's improved since she was runner up um to mona my girl so um yeah, it's and and when and that was at a mile. This is a mile and the sixteenth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so so yeah, this is an interesting race. Vexasis showed me a lot that last race where she really dug in and was game in the stretch at Saratoga, and that's not a, it's a tiring track there that she held on um, and she won that race. So if that race didn't take too much out of her, I think she's definitely got a chance here um, for another win. That's interesting. Um... I'm looking at that Ali Sheba on the next race, Chip. I just want to ask you that real quick. Uh, by my standards, coming back, was that last race almost like a, like, I mean, got beat by, by my standards, got beat by who? Uh, Tom's Day Attack. Yep. Tom's Day Attack. Yep. I mean, is that, I mean, it's Tom's Day Attack. I mean. Yeah. So <laughs> the Ali Sheba. The Ali Shiva, McKinsey's going to be bet down hard. I don't think McKinsey's the same horse as he used to be. I think uh, he's lost a step. Um, I am, I'm not playing McKinsey on top in that race at all. Um, by my standards, I've felt is a really good horse. You know, as Ryan knows, he, he's top six, seven in the division. He might be a couple below the best, but the best I don't believe are in this race. So I certainly think uh, by my standards can and make some noise here and possibly win this race. Uh, uh, really, in fact, I expect him to win this race. I think the distance is perfect for him. Um, he's run well at this track before when he was a good runner up to Tom to tot. So, uh, I think he's, again, I like by my, I know he's one of, one of the favorites. He probably will be, and I think he's going to be second choice. I think McKenzie's going to go off as a favorite. So again, I know I'm kind of going with chalk here, but I, I like him here. Uh, I guess if I was going to look at any long shot here, if you want to say long shot, I think silver dust, is one that, that, you know, 15 to one, he's certainly run some good races before. So he's one I've, I've, I've liked in the past. So that's, that's one I, I guess I would consider. All right. All right. Fantastic. I know Ryan's going to run. Um, so Fantastic, Chip. Chip, thank I'm not going to run. Come on. Always a pleasure. We'll talk soon to you, I'm sure. Yes. Well, you'll hear the from Preakness. me Friday after um, oh you mean to it. Yes, the yeah. Yeah, by the way, oh, yes. by the way, b- before anybody forgets, you were the best guest that we've had by far today. The best. The best. The best. Ryan is. Yeah. No, no, you are. Oh. You, you, sir. Ryan's you are the best. Guest. Not me. Now he's, he's, he's a permanent. I'm, I'm an honor, honorary clown. <laughs> yeah right it was right. good talking to you sir good talking to you yeah we'll talk uh, pre time and and ryan i'll talk to you soon and uh, it was good being back
Absolutely, thanks, Chip. Thanks, thanks so Jim. much. Have a good day, Chip. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Well, what is that guy fucking now? Oh, <laughs> hey, he is Doctor Derby. No, how dare you speak to the doctor Chip, that way? I think University of Phoenix should ask for his doctorate back. <laughs> oh goodness, Chip. Chip brings it. He brings the knowledge. He's he stands tall with it. I love the fact of like I like this little uh, the, this thing this Chip AJ Robbie with this I one know, race. I like it. And I laugh at just speech beat both of them, and they're just gonna be. Well, like, look, hey, no, he he, uh, he acknowledges you know the fact that speech is a legitimate contender, and you mm-hmm. know I do too. I think just speech is gonna finish second. I, I just I don't Ooh. think anybody's beating me. Squish skydiver. Squish skydiver out. Yeah, she gets third. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> um, but anyway, well, no. Chip, Chip always always brings it. Uh, Chip's uh, he he's he is he is Doctor Derby, and he gave us the Derby his Derby picks, which is pretty awesome. His Derby picks. We got a little bit of breakdown of the undercard and a breakdown of the Oaks undercard as well. Yeah, it's always fun talking to those guys like that because yeah. they just start reading the program and they're like, okay, this 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 this. I mean, this is what they do. Oh, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool to hear somebody's thought process and first time watching, looking at a race. Yes, exactly. Just, I mean, the undercards are great. Instead of our own, you know? Yeah. Don't listen to us. I just try to figure out. All I'm doing is going, how do you say New York traffic? Like, no, like, that's all we got. Yeah, like, out of everything out of the show, I mean, the, at least you can gather. Yeah. It's not New York traffic. I always thought it was capitalized. You know why? Because so everything's always capitalized. I, I, I did too. I, I'm with you there. I, did, I guess I didn't. I did too. Well, because I feel like some publications, when you read the name too, will capitalize the mm-hmm. Y as yeah. well. But then when you look at officially on the program, if it's not, then yeah. It's, just it's like XY Jet. And it's not Zax Jet. But I mean, here's the thing. Now, this is my problem with it being New York traffic. Okay. It would be capitalized if it even stood from New York. New York mm-hmm. is the I mean, abbreviation has got to be a capital Y. So it's nigh. I would like to see what it officially is in, in like the jockey club register as far as names go. I heard. Because I do feel like, you know, it's easy for it, you know, when you're writing about it, whether it's these publications or people doing speed figures to just not, because I feel like that, that can be overlooked. But what is it officially registered? Ass. Oh, you think it's like a N period Y period? I don't think. I don't think it's that, but I do think yeah. it might both. I think it both it, might be capitalized, it, and I think yeah, and I think people period. who write about it might overlook it. <coughs> yeah, know. we will. We'll see, and we'll see how Larry announces it on Sun at Saturday. Well, it was great to have Chip back on. Check him out on Horse Racing Nation. Find him at Doctor Derby on Twitter. Yes, he's always throwing picks out and everything. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Chip, for your incorrect analysis of the Oaks. Uh, Can't say that till Saturday. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Chip. Or Friday. Yes, thank you, Chip. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest, probably our best guest. Best guest. Because he is a member of the Triple Clowns, the unsung clown. Underground. He's our picks every week on our Twitter account. Yeah. Has his own uh, corner on Pace Advantage, Cass's Corner. And we know him. We love him. He's our friend, our clown, ladies and gentlemen, the cashier. Cash him. Cash him. Jason. All right, cash, cash him. him. Cash him. All right, Jason, how are you doing, buddy? Welcome. Um, we always we have people out there I know that want your insight on the Derby. We've uh, talked to many people today, mm-hmm. and you'll see on the show. 
Uh, and we've gotten a lot of picks from everybody. And I'm curious to know where Jason's going. Jason, so tell us, the cashier, tell us where you're going in the Derby and how this is panning out. Tis the law. Tis the law all the way. All um, right. Thanks, Jason. We'll see you later. <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. Um, well, I mean, it, this is like, uh, this, is, this is a great, uh, great uh, derby. And we've got um, the, the pick six here. And um, I'm seeing some stuff in this Kentucky derby that, that could be, uh, um, you could make some money here. But I like Tis the Law. I'm rooting for him to, to win the triple, triple crown here. All right, so Tiz, so what is these other plays to make money if you have Tiz? What, what do you got else going on? Well, um, I'm looking at the scenario and the, and the draw. And um, who do you guys have going to the lead? Authentic. Yes. I think we got Authentic. Yeah. I think we got King Guillermo up there most likely as there well. Possibly the court could push it too, but we'll see. No. But I think, yeah, I think, I think it's kind of a unanimous decision. We think Authentic is probably going to be the leader half mile wise. Yeah, that's 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 uh, Baffert's style. That's the horse's style. He's he's the fastest early, so he's going to go to the lead, um, and he's going to take it as far as he can take it, which is kind of interesting. It opens up the race a little bit. Maybe it helps tis the law, and you know there's going to be like one other horse that we don't expect that's kind of tag along uh, with uh, authentic, so. I'm looking at, there's a couple options. You know what it reminds me of? The um, American Pharaoh. Do you guys remember the 2015 Kentucky Derby? American Pharaoh won the Triple Crown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, now he had a stable mate, uncoupled entry, uh, what was his name? Uh, Dortmund. He's a big, big horse, just like Authentic. And so you're gonna go to the pace. And so what, Tis the law might come up and swoop by him unless Authentic really somehow gets a mile and a quarter, which he seems to need like a jet plane to get a mile and a quarter. I don't, I don't know how he's going to – maybe a helicopter or something. But, but he's been training. He just needs training to like a beast out there. He's been training on the, on the workouts. He, he worked a mile. Who works a mile? Yeah. Giacomo did before he won the Derby in 2005. Okay, maybe that's an omen. Mic drop. <laughs> that's it right there authentic at eight to one you know that's he's wire to wire but yeah so in that scenario you got authentic going out and then who's that other horse now i'm thinking honor ap is pretty obvious but um another horse that really intrigues me is that uh what you call him ny traffic or new york traffic nye traffic nye traffic nye discussion for the day nye traffic Oh, shout outs to uh, my man, uh, so this will be coming on the show uh, later, Ed DeRosa. That, that's, that's what I've heard at Twin yes. Fires. Ed, Ed DeRosa, yeah. So, but so, yeah, you got Authentic out on the lead and maybe uh, New York traffic. It, it, we saw it in the Haskell. We know he can tag along um, pretty well with Authentic. Hmm. It might be that same scenario. And then... Uh, Tis the law will come up and just just in hand he'll just trot by them and win by four or five lengths really easily and then you got authentic fading on the rail and maybe like between him and New York traffic for the trifecta and then uh, 
you need a tappet to come up for fourth. So who's the tappet in the race? Well, I mean, there's a lot of them that can pick up the pieces if you're looking at those out there. I mean, Max Player. Uh, Max Player is a good was a good one. Forcible. Yeah. For enforceable. He's actually bred by Tappet, which is crazy, and he could be he could be the one to come up for fourth. I mean, there's a there's a whole Dallas Stewart. Um, I think he's had like two seconds in Kentucky Derbies where they're like. They should be like a thousand to one, like Golden Soul and Commanding Curve. They're like, he's got a horse in your winning impression. Is that his name? Mm -hmm. Winning impression. Yeah. Yep. Like that, he, he should be a hundred to one. Nobody seems. They're all like fifty to one now. The highest ones. Yeah, no, there's gonna be some big bombs, and you know how we like horses out of Tappet, by the way. We, we do. Besides, Alex doesn't like Tis the Law was out of Tappet, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. Tis the Law is out. Of no, Tappet. but I like Tappet to win on the Pet Day Mile. Oh, no, oh, you don't. Oh. No, you don't. Well, the other horse mm -hmm. in Pat Miles is actually uh, Grandfather's Tappet. Yeah. Just gave out my, my play of the day. Oh. Already tapped it, tap it to win. Um, what? So no, what do you guys like in the Derby? Well, there's so many <laughs> so many uh, things to like here. It's like a buffet of horses. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're going. We're going. We, we gave out our picks in the beginning. They heard them. We, we're, oh. going, um, I'm going, we're going authentic heavy. We think he's he, we can he can run the distance. Wow. He's got the hat on and everything. You see his hat? That's mm -hmm. that's that's an authentic hat. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. So we, uh, he, yeah. he could do it. He could do it. Yeah. I mean, he's got a chance. Um, he'll he'll be he'll be the horse. They say the horse to beat is like tis the law, but he'll really be the horse to well, beat. I, I, well, I mean, if you can get him for like twelve to one, which I think he will be authentic. Yeah, I mean, getting that horse at twelve to one—if you told me that—I don't even care about. Well, him, uh, yeah, because look at Tiz is going to be the three to five, maybe higher. Honor AP is going to take a ton of money. I don't think, especially having lost in his in his last race to Honor AP, and then everyone questioning his effort at the Haskell. I just don't think Authentic takes a, a ton here. I, I think, yeah, eight to eight to one, ten to one, maybe, yeah. If, he, yeah, if I mean, you think he can win, he's a great bet. But if you don't think he can I, win. I think he's going to give himself a chance to win. And I always like that horse that gives himself a chance to win, especially in the Derby, because there's sometimes you have no chance of winning once you don't break. Like, you, you could be the best horse in the race and not win the race. Mm -hmm. um, when you're in the lead, it's kind of on you. And I think he's going to go to the lead. So we'll see. Um, we, we had some good – insider information from uh, the guys that train him today. Uh, well, the owners of him that talked to Baffert. And oh, yeah? He doesn't seem to be worried. He's not worried. He's, he's maturing nicely, and they think that's going to only benefit him more in this race. Because, you know, as his past races, he's been a little bit cuckoo yeah. and heading to the carving station. Um, but he's really, he's been working out well. Yeah, we he's heard. been maturing, and and we'll I will be able to hopefully see that this Saturday. Now I threw out Storm the Court as a possible long shot, not to hit the board, but at least you know bring so in fourth. fourth. That's the board. No. Well, so we won the, the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile. That was amazing. So yeah. he's got something there. He's, he's got, got something. Down. He's just he's had a rough year and. I'm thinking there's something that we don't know of their reasoning why they're throwing him in the derby. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping he can repeat what he did in the juvenile. 
because it was such a great race that he, he pulled off at 45. He's a nice looking uh, horse. I will yeah. say this, Sarah, into that fact, which I haven't said, is another horse I was hoping would always k- repeat what he did in the juvenile was Anu Dior, and that never seemed to. Oh, have I know. Out. So I know you're right. Throwing that out there. That's a good point. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, yeah. Well, we'll yeah, this see. Is, this is this is true. All right. So all right. So we got your picks for the Derby. We hear what's happening with you. Let's go to um, talk a couple more things, Jason. Um, I, I didn't hear you mention um, that you had Tappet <laughs> to win. But, yeah. As your oh, I like to pick. I like to pick. Oh man. Yeah, I, I think he. I, I can't believe uh, he's six to one on the morning line. I think he's just much the best in that race, and. Um, but there's a there's a couple other interesting horses. There's uh, Echo Town for Asmussen. He's like, he's he's very solid and, and he'll be right there. And then there's that um, horse for Richard Baltus. Uh, you mean this horse, Jason? Vertical threat. Vertical that, threat. Is that who you mean? Yes, that that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Vertical threat. So it could be, um, you know, single vertical threat. And single authentic in the in the twenty cent pick six and spread a little bit elsewhere and you're you're gonna uh, take home all the money. There you go. We've talked about it. Okay, so that uh, let's I want I do want to mention that that my racehorse, those two singles, has I mean that's a legit single. I I, I feel like on Derby Day. And that's an opportunity to make a lot of money because uh, at eight to one and ver- what vertical threats eight to one too, right? Fifteen, yeah. Eight to one. yeah, two eight to one shots. Yeah. Who legit? Who have legit opportunities here? Yeah. And I believe that in both of them going into it, it's like, well, do they have the distance? And honestly, I think they both do. And you so, do have some singles in the middle too, if you really want to get. You know, but we heard a bunch of plays for those that are wood as well. Well, I mean, you look you at like go over three deep. Yeah. You don't even have to, I think, in the other. See, because even like even like with Serengeti Empress, I mean, you look at like Bella Fina's in that race, Cece's in that mm-hmm. race. That's a tough race. I I don't know if I'd feel comfortable singling Serengeti Empress, but I would. You go three deep though on a twenty cent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about uh, Serengeti Serengeti Empress. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, in that race, I really love Bellafina, to be honest. I, 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 you have to use Serengeti Empress. You got to use the 10 CC. But I think that, uh, I think that Bellafina is finally going to uh, get up for the win here. Yeah, we heard somebody else. I forgot who it was. Somebody gave us a pick on that race that wasn't any of those. Who was it? Sergey Empress. I think they went with Sergey Empress. Uh, they, oh no, they went with um, Bell's the one, right? Oh, that's a great long shot. Or am I wrong? No, or Sally's Curlin. Sally's Curlin. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Right. We got a little insider info on that one. Okay. Ron Alvarez from the owner. Yep. But even like Chip was was on me a mischief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, I mean, I mean, maybe that's an all. Maybe that's an all race. Yeah. Well, I mean, those ones are tough, and I think if you want to take a shot yeah. with the my racehorse too, we look. I I, I honestly okay. got to think my racehorse has a chance of going two for two on Derby Day. I really do. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, Vertical Threat's got to he's stepping up, but he's the fastest. I think. I'll post some um, ABC Steve Christ um, style. Uh, pick sixes for you guys on your uh what is it at clowns triple 
Yes. Clown Triple. Yep. At Clown Triple. I'll do a my racehorse uh, pick six, and I'll do um, a budget pick six, and I'll do one like a, a pro handicapper pick six with like ABCs. And... Sounds yeah, cool. for sure. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. Um, I see Sister Charlie's back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There yeah. she is. Oh, yeah. Sister Charlie, is her yeah, name? Mr. Charlie, Sister Charlie, Mr. Charlie oh, is Sister the Charlie. superstar horse. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Charlie is the superstar. Uncle, Uncle Charlie, Uncle all right. Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so before we uh, get, I'll let you go, Jason. Um, we did want to ask you, um, of course, because we just had a very heated discussion Oof. about this one with yes. Doctor okay. Derby uh, well, we, about the Oaks. Well, we Jason was on our Oaks show. We got Jason's Oaks. Oh yeah, that's right. But right. what do you? Oh yeah, so you already have his. Yeah, well, yeah. Gamine is going to crush. Uh, crush it, skydiver. Preach um, it, Jason. Preach it. Um, any anything on that undercard? Have you seen on a uh, on uh, the on Oaks Day? On Oaks yeah, Day. on Oaks Day. Oh man, um, you know I still I have to I have to backtrack for the Oaks Day undercard. I've 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 hit the Oaks and I've got the Derby Day pick six. Um, I do. I have a. I do have a, a long shot on uh, Derby Day if, if you're interested. Yeah, give us uh, a hit us. All right. Uh, let's see. It, there's two of them in the. Um, in this, uh, what is this? The. Uh, where is it? Where is this? Okay, one of them is in the. Uh, Old Forester Bourbon Turf Classic, the Turf Classic, race 13. Um, Chad, Chad Brown has three horses. Rock Emperor is the obvious um, horse, and I'm surprised he's not favorite. Um, Brad Cox has a great speed horse in there, factor this. But he has, the, uh, Chad Brown has this horse, Sacred Life. And um, he ra raced last time in the Ocean Port at Monmouth. And he just like circled the field with like an amazing late kick. So if that translates um, to stakes quality, then that's a good long shot. And then that's in great, that, um, I was going to bring up that horse on a coffee with the clowns, but now I guess you know you still have. Well, that's going to be that's going to be fun. In the Iroquois, in the Iroquois, Dale Romans has a sleeper. He's got a sleeper in there for for all but. For the Alba family stables, that's a big owner that he has. And I watched this horse. Um, he's raced one time, um, low speed figure, I think. And uh, it says, altered out, drew off. And this horse, he was the only one moving in the race in the, in the back. And maybe, I mean, maybe it was just that week of the field. But he looked like uh, something special. And he actually worked better than the other um, Roman horse in this race. His name is Sitting, Sitting on Go. He's number two in the tenth race, the Iroquois, and he is fifteen to one on the morning line. Corey Landry, Dale Romans. I think that horse, someone you want to think about uh, using in, in some way. Interesting. If you had to pick three and get vertical threat in the eighth race. That would be good. If, I know you're going on vertical threat. I like that tap at the win, too. I He's know. Tough. That's a tough race. Echo for, for, for Asmussen. That is a tough, that's a tough race, yes. It's going to be a fun one. Awesome card. 
Yeah. It really is. We're excited for that. All right. Any questions for Jason? Anything else? No. All right. Alex, you good? All right. All right, Jason, thank you so much for cashier. On thank you. I'll see you on coffee. Cashiers. Yes. Yep. We'll see you. We'll talk soon. I'm sure we'll, we'll get your picks out there. That's Jason, the cashier. Cash him. Cash him. Cash. Right. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Always a pleasure, Jason. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. You help us out a lot. Very and we much. appreciate it. And you're doing well out there. So thanks for having me on for a minute. Thank you. That's fine. Yeah, no worries. Anytime, Jason. Well, it's always great to have our underground clown on. Yes. Yeah. The cashier coming on. Um, he does his homework. You know, he, he does. Yes, he, he does, does. this, you know, and, and he, he, he has really cool angles and a lot of things. Um, well, know. I mean, look, we, we have like all these big names and stuff on there too, but let's, let's face it. The cashier does just as much research, has been doing just as much research for just as long as all of these exactly. guys. Exactly. So to think, yeah, I mean, this dude knows yeah. more than us, and, and as much as anybody else. Oh, and I almost feel yeah. like he, I almost feel like he's got, he's got to work harder at it a lot because they don't have the inside mm -hmm. track that a lot of these other people have with the things. Like he's, he's doing it just by well, watching his own thing, watching people. Yeah. You know, obviously, he's, but he's he can't call the, the trainer like these guys can and be like, "Hey, did that work? Was that a real work?" He's, he's like, more of the everyman hardcore handicapper. Exactly. Yes. That's yep. you know. Yeah, absolutely. So it's always nice to have Jason on there. Um, yes, the great breakdown. We will be posting his picks for not only the Derby and the Oaks, but the undercards as well. And he he's always in the chat with us on Coffee with the Clowns as well. So. Yes, exactly. And he does challenge people hot pockets. So if yeah, you're going to get in on our chat, you better have some hot pockets going. You want to win a hot pocket, and he's the man to beat. Yes. I know. I know he's he's getting quite the following. You know what? He's going to be the one with the hot pocket sponsor, not us. Yeah, probably. No, Jason. <laughs> but no, hot pocket. Jason the hot pocket. Jason the hot pocket gasser. Oh, but big shout out to him. He does a lot of work behind the scenes for us. Um, and yes, like we said, check him out on Pace Advantage, Advantage, Cass's Corner, Cashier's Picks of the Day that go on our Twitter are all from him. Absolutely. So big shout out to him. Thank you, Jason, for coming on our show. That was fun. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Once again, Ryan, uh, who's here, AJ, um, taking a little bit of a sabbatical right now. And, uh, but yes, Ryan, uh, I think this is our best guest. I have no doubt whatsoever that this is the best guest that we've had all day, for sure. No doubt about it. Absolutely. And that is true. He's, he's the best guest all day. Um, and, but, but, Without introduction, I think everybody knows this guy. Mm -hmm. He knows the they know the face. They know the, the hat. hat. They know the man. Um, Ellis Star, the one and only Uber Capper. Remember how to spell Uber Capper. That's all you got to put in there, and you'll know you all about him. him. Ellis has been on our show. He's I think the second most on our show yeah. besides you, Ryan. Yeah. Um, is our second most on the show. He's a friend of the show. We are a friend of his. He is a fantastic handicapper, fantastic guy, knows what he's doing. Ellis, thank you so much for coming back on the show and telling us about the Derby. How are we doing, Ellis? We're doing great. It's a great week. It's sad. There'll be nobody there, and the weather will be 80 degrees and sunny and wonderful, like a, just a day for a record-setting Derby. That's, that's, how, that's how the racing gods treat us. But it's still good that we're running a Derby, the cards on Saturday and Friday are phenomenal. 13 and 14 races, stakes, 
just great. Just, just a fantastic set of races to talk about. And this one is good on another level. It's good in terms of seeing an athlete that doesn't come along very often. Right. Well, I think I know where Ellis is going on this. And, El- and, and let, me, let me tell you something real quick for everybody out there that hasn't heard Ellis, which if you haven't, then just get out of the rock that mm-hmm. you're underneath. But if you haven't heard Ellis, Ellis is somebody that I have to say that can talk me into a, yeah. a longer price mm-hmm. and make sense of it. And don't get me wrong, he, hit, he hits it a lot. But he's somebody that's just not going to go there. And no pressure on you, Ellis, when you go on <laughs> Taste the Law here. But let's talk about the journey. You are that guy that has, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, so everybody here, much. whatever he says, he breaks it down and he has a reason for it rather than just saying Yep. Well, in races like this, you know, I always have tried to find a way to be the favorite. We've had favorites with 20 horses. We haven't had heavy favorites in a long time. And always trying to get something second. I was lucky a few years ago with Commanding Curve, and lucky in the Preakness with Tail of Verve, some nice horses in second and third, under four or five horses that could win, sometimes the favorite. Um, in this case, it's his law and everybody else, and you just got to take a different strategy, which is, Okay, find two or three horses that you might want to bet a few bucks to win on in case. And then mostly try and turn what's going to be three to five, two to five, into five to two, three to one. And that's it. I mean, that's, it, it, it has to be simple in this case. There are people that are going to have opinions to try and take a shot, and I don't object. It can happen. I'm not going to be that guy this year. Um, usually I list six contenders in a 20-horse field, I do have one contender, three minors, and three that are outside the bubble, in my opinion. Those are exact trifecta horses. As I said, tis a law's body of work you know, speaks for itself. Um, now that we have the you know, redistributed derby, he's the only horse that's run 10 furlongs. Um, he's the only horse that does what I like a derby horse to do in May, which is to have shown a burst of speed between the three-eighths pole and the eighth pole, because in the derby, the horses that do that move and then play come catch me the last way, almost always wins. There's been a couple of passes in the eighth, last eighth of a mile, 16th of a mile in history, but not recently. And he did that. I mean, he went from third to first by four in the Belmont. He was up by four in a flash in the Travers. And of course he was geared down, so he's got gas left. Um, There's just not a point trying to beat him, as I said. The horses I'll use, and stop me if you want to ask questions now in between, but the horses I'll use as $5 win bets maybe uh, are going to be Money Moves. They're going to be uh, Sol Volante, and they're going to be, what's my other one? Uh, New York Traffic. Um, and New York Traffic's probably the top of those three because I think he'll get 10 furlongs based on how he was getting to Authentic. Not sure whether Authentic was getting tired or got lazy, but I don't know that he can get 10 furlongs based on that effort in the Haskell. New York traffic can. He ran mile three six in the Louisiana Derby. He ran decently enough. Wells Bayou went wire to wire that day. Nobody was beating that horse. So it was a good race. I think in terms of speed figures, uh, Echo Bay speed figures is the example. New York traffic 109, Authentic 109, but he's got problems with the 18 post. We can talk about that. Uh, and then Money Moves also has a 109, and he's lightly raced. Fletcher has two horses in the uh, the big race at Saratoga. 
the Peter Pan, I can't remember what it is now, the three-year-old race uh, on the card there. But this one, he decided to ship down off a big race. Now, he's by Candy Ride, so he can get a mile and a quarter. Candy Ride's a higher gun runner. Um, second off a layoff, I don't think 10's a problem for him. I don't think you'll see 30 to 1, more like 15, but it's still a nice price. And that's Ole Volante, who I've liked since the spring, uh, is the only horse truly bred on both sides of the pedigree, besides Tids the Law, who's proven it, to get 10 furlongs. Um, his damn sire is a horse named King Mambo, who's 12 furlong horse. And the dam produced a horse that most people didn't hear of. I mentioned this when I talked about the Tampa, Sam Davis, I think. The horse had a horse that won a bunch of stakes in the Northeast, like at Hastings. Uh, at a mile and a quarter, lost by a neck in the Canadian Derby, which is the most important race. No question, 10 furlongs on his pedigree. And since he ran lousy in the Belmont and worked so fast, I'm willing to toss, toss the Belmont. And uh, that 57 and 8 tenths turf work and a mile at 139 is rock solid. So I'm going to use those three. So Volante's problem is that he comes from so far back. He still has to pass 15 horses late, probably. So Mike, I'll, I'll, get into, I'll stop for a second, then we can get into the plays, uh, ask questions, what, what I just said, if I went too fast, if somebody I missed, why I don't like. It's all in the Echobase Race of the Week analysis, uh, americasbestracing.com and Echobase as well, which where you can get my full card selections for all 27 races for both days. There you go. That's great. Uh, we'll put that up there for everybody to go to. It'll be easy enough. Ryan, I know um, you're, you're, you're looking like you want to ask some questions on that. I think you explained it great, um, Ellis. Ryan, do you want to start with some questions on that? Yeah, sure, Ellis. With the possible defection of King Guillermo, who many believe would go to the front, who do you think is going to go up, go up with uh, Authentic? Uh, I think Authentic uh, is going to have to go again from the 18, even though it's a long run to the turn. Um, King Guillermo was one of them, but I, I, honor AP has tactical speed. New York traffic has tactical speed. Uh, a thousand words. I know they're both Bafferts and both not going to go, but his asset was speed last time out. Storm the court has found his speed again. And he's very dangerous in terms of going 46 and change. He found his speed again, even though he didn't get the lead in La Jolla. And that's how he won the Breeders' Cup in the upset last year when he went pretty fast for a two-year-old. So I think there's up to four of these that can do it. And King Guillermo, uh, if he doesn't go, certainly would be another. Uh, Money Moves will be in a good position, fifth or sixth, some dead closers. His law will be in a great spot as New York traffic. I think they'll find themselves right. fifth or sixth. But I can't see anybody letting Authentic go. Or Authentic just tries to clear six, eight horses and can't do it. And you got three horses going into the first turn. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I love the Money Moves thing. Let me tell you, Ellis, that I picked money moves in our draft, I think, before he even raced. I think so. I really You've had did. Your eye on him I before. had money moves, like, I think before, because he's a, he's, he's a newer horse, right? He's a, is, he, is he the Pletcher horse, or was it the other one I got? Yep, he's only run three yeah. times. February, yeah, he, March, yeah, ran three times. I drafted him in the Derby when we did a Derby draft. I drafted him with my fourth pick before he ran. <laughs> so... I was yeah. on top of that money moves. I was hoping. Yeah. I was hoping I was going to be that one guy that picked this horse that hasn't run yet. So I'm happy. I, I, first time we heard money moves, but I that do is, think yeah. he's going to be better. Um, he's a lot kind of like the horse we just talked about a little bit. I won't bring up his name again. Who's lightly raced and um, yeah, who, who you vertical know. threat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's the one. Um, I think that's interesting though, Ellis, with. Um, and we do have to touch on that because we did a whole show yesterday talking a little bit about King Guillermo. 
Yes, there was a lot to talk about uh, him. And is he out now, guys? I don't think anything's been confirmed, but it's it's not it's not it's not confirmed, but uh, doesn't, doesn't sound good, good coming out of his barn. Yeah. Doesn't look good. Hmm. That's going to make it a different race. I do change think it up. so. Um, Ellis, I thought there might be a wall. I was going with authentic going to the lead and clearing. And then a wall behind him with Storm the Court. I did, we did talk about that a lot, where I do think Storm the Court is the same thing. He's got to try to do what he did in the juvenile, I yep. think. I think that's his only way, go to the lead or go around it and go. And I think he has that speed to be around it. And I thought Guillermo would have a wall and everything, so I thought it would be tough for a lot of horses to go by that second wall. To get by that wall and go past authentic later on would be a little bit maybe of more of a trip than most are used to. Um, and that's what I was thinking. With Guillermo out there not putting the pressure on, this is a kind of a different race. It, it yeah, could be it, working out for Tiz even better. Better? I, I, I mean, it's, you're trying to envision pace scenarios is what makes racing. Um, a thousand words is going to be close. He's going to have to be. And honor AP, I think, because of his style, he's going to have to be close. I personally don't think Authentic gets an easy lead. I know he's projected on the pace projector and stats race line says he is, and it could be. But if he does, it's at the cost of the last eighth of a mile or quarter mile because I think that he will have enough mid-race pressure or have expended enough energy going from the 18 or 17 to the one or two to be tough. And I think some other horses are going to be – horses in Storm the Court, for example, four draw – He's going to be on the rail in front before Authentic gets in front of him. Mm-hmm. How much does he just juices kick in and he decides to go a little bit and take out more of Authentic's lead? I don't, I just personally don't see the kind of wall you're talking about. I see two horses by three by four uh, as far as the first three packs. And in that case, there's not a big of a problem. There's a couple of horses with no early speed that you're not going to worry about at all. I mean, Silvalante will not be there early. Uh, winning impression will not be up there early. Major Fed will not be up early. Uh, I think the Fierce, maybe, but I don't know. Max Player will not be up early. He'll be maybe eighth, but that's not right. So I think you've only got five or six here in the in the opening quarter that are going to even be anywhere near trying to want the leader, want to get a stalking spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. Um, go ahead. I like that you're bringing up Storm the Court because I think I was the only one who really addressed him yesterday as a possible long shot to uh, to have him on your ticket to make a little bit money if you're going to play Tiz Authentic Honor AP. Um, and I, I was looking at Storm the Court to see, you know, because he, he hasn't had the greatest year. Um, they, they tried him out on the turf. They were happy on that. And then after that race, they decided to go for the Derby. And I would like to see Storm the Court pull off like what he did in the juvenile race. At the Breeders' Cup, um, so I have him on on my ticket, and yeah, oh. you've been the first one to to really bring him up as well. I w- I wouldn't argue with him being third. Uh, I don't see him being second, but that's not impossible yeah. either, depending on how the race plays out. And, you know, horses that are stalking that inherit the lead if the one or two in front get really tired are going to be the horses that the other ones have to run down. And Chisel Law is going to run them down um, unless something goes wrong. And then it's a question of who else is there, who has the kick. Uh, no, your traffic showed a trick. I will mention that in my race of the week analysis, I said one thing about these big three everybody's talking about, Thousand Words, Honor AP, and Authentic, is they've taken turns beating each other. And I'm, that's not a good thing for me. Uh, they, just, they just take turns beating each other. No one asserted themselves 
uh, as opposed to moving forward. You know, Authentic beat Honor AP in the San Felipe, then Honor AP beat him. Then he beat New York Traffic, but barely. A uh, thousand words got beaten by Authentic back in the, uh, the San Felipe, and then he beat Honor AP, and Honor AP, you know, was second to Authentic, then he beat him, then he lost a thousand words. It's, these are just, I mean, one of them could jump up, but if this was May, and you had a three-year-old, I think, physically and mentally, they could make that big jump. But at this point, later in the year, I don't think, I think the pattern is more steady. It's not a leapfrogging type of a pattern. And so that's why I don't, I, I'm, I mean, I'm pleased on RAPs, the five to one second choice and Authentic's eight to one second choice. I'm hoping they're off the board because that makes for at least some profit under a really prohibitive favorite. No, absolutely. Um, so uh, last thing I'll ask you, um, Ellis, because I know you have to go. You're on a time crunch, obviously. It's Derby week and we all Derby understand week. that. Um, and, but how about the Oaks Derby double? Are you going to play that? Uh, that's kind of tough. I would normally do it if there was a shot. I mean, I think uh, uh, Swiss guy diver Gamine and speech speech is five to one. You could mess around with it, but I, mm -hmm. any, any double between Gamine and Swiss skydiver tied to tis the law is going to pay even money. Uh, I don't, I'd much rather take shots with pick threes and pick fours around the Derby. Uh, I'm doing a webinar for ABR. I'm jumping in on it. We're putting together a pick five ticket. I think there's two singles. Uh, the horse to ride of a lifetime in the seventh and tis the law and two singles in a pick five is fantastic because you really get some opportunity after that. But I will, I will, I'm happy it's on the blog. I'm happy to give out the way I'm going to try and make three to one from three to five in this race. Yeah, uh, that'd be great. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm just giving out numbers and I've mentioned the horses. The horses are New York traffic, money moves, Sol Volante, honor AP thousand words, authentic. And again, I'd rather have those three not be second, but, and then I'm throwing in a couple of crazy horses for third. I threw in Max Player, uh, King Guillermo, South Bend, and Attachment Rate. So first of all, the trifecta is a $27 ticket. It's pretty cheap for 50 cents. And that's going to be the 17 over 7, 10, 12, 15, 16, 18, uh, over 2, 6, 7, 8, 10, 12, 13, 15, 16, 18. You know, 27 bucks, you might pay 150 the exact is going to be simpler. It's going to be the 17 uh, is the law over uh, the 10,000 words, the 12 Silvolante, the 15 of uh, New York traffic, the 16, uh, 16 honor AP and the 18 authentic. And again, that might not pay it's $5 for a buck. So it's got to pay five bucks no matter what I think. But if, if it is just the law on AP, it might pay $3. So that mm -hmm. might be one you want to avoid, but that's it. That's the play. And again, I will be betting five bucks to win on New York traffic money moves and Sol Volante because I don't want to be kicking myself saying, well, if I get $100 back on a 20 to one shot, just in case, you know, mm -hmm. everything goes as planned. Yeah, yeah. With, a, with a very good horse. And now I have to ask you, we keep asking everybody this because we're hearing it from a lot of different people. You guys know where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. Is it New York traffic or is it Nye traffic? We had, so I haven't listened to the videos. I, on the webinar last night, I started by saying NY traffic. And then I said New York traffic. I'm just going to go with New York traffic for now. If someone corrects me and says NY traffic, I'll say, okay. I think it's Nye traffic though. If it's a capital N and a small Y, I think it's Nye. I'll go back to the house. I'll, I'll let, I'll let, uh, oh no, they I'll said, let, yeah, what did they say? You know what? I don't, 
We, yeah, I think they said New York. I think they, they said New York. It. Whatever Miramati said, I'm going with. So yeah, yeah, that's there, a good go. there you go. Because we're trying to, we were trying to do a a a, 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 a bet on what Larry is going to announce um, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be? I think tweet out and ask, tweet, tweet him and ask him. He'll tell you. Oh well, no, I know. We actually has Craig's a good friend of his who's on yeah. it. And it was on air, and and he said he's going to tweet him though. So I feel like we're che- we're cheating because we're all calling him out yeah. on it. Um, but we think it should be nine, but you're right. It's I did hear because I I actually was in the uh, uh, walking ring one time and somebody asked about uh, annihilate when I was there. Not a horse that you guys would know because he never ran, but they said it's actually Anhilly, how it's pronounced. And they said, well, we'll wait to what see what the track announcer says, yeah. and that's and his that's name. How he'll, <laughs> and that's how he'll <laughs> And Frank was actually there that day, so um, it probably was yeah. You're right. We'll see. We'll see how Frank announces him, and that'll right. be it. But but we do think it's funny because it's yeah. Right. But other than that, Ellis, thank you so yeah. much. It's always, always a pleasure to have you on and oh, give you pleasure. such detailed breakdowns. We love them, and and I love reading your stuff on AM Racing. So absolutely. So yeah. So that is. Um, uh, so so Ellis, give us really quick where they can get that full card. And where they so, can listen to you on yeah. even those podcasts or those webinars yeah. you're talking about, yeah. we don't know how to get to right. them. The web, the, web, the webinar, which is me, Dan Jordan, and Christina Blacker went over a few races on each day. And that's available at the Equibase YouTube page, the Stats Race Lens webinar. Just check the a Twitter feed uh, or Facebook for Equibase and you will find that. That was yesterday. The, uh, the uh, Amwager blog, A-M-W-A-G-E-R, covers Saratoga and has the Derby listed on it. Uh, the Keelan Select blog is... The Edgewood Stakes, I think. I did that one. And then the full card selections are available at Equibase. And almost all the ADWs have it as well. If you just take it right out of your wager account, Twin Spires, Express Bet, DVG, uh, all of them, Keelan Select, you can get the full card. 13 races for Friday, 14 for Saturday, all written up. The Derby itself is uh, our Equibase Race of the Week, which is on the Amwager website, as well as uh, Equibase.com and AmericasBestRacing.com. All right. Thank you so much. We'll put them up there for you, Ellis, as well. And yeah, definitely check out Ellis. He's always giving picks and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, like I told Ellis before when we first talked, I was always mad because he only gave me the pick four at at, uh, Santa Anita all the time. And I wanted all the races from him. So before I knew him, I was always like, what the hell, Ellis? I'm not going to be around for the late pick four. I need the first four races. But if Ellis Starr can give you a whole card, you take, you take it. it. You yeah, go do it. it. Listen to it. Webinar. Okay. It's good you're with Christina because we've had Dan on. Christina, not yet because we're only good enough for Dan so far. Christina, we're not good enough yet. I'll put in a good word for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we need it. <laughs> but no, we're friends with Dan on the show. I'm sure Christina will be on. No, yeah. Um, She's busy at heck chasing kids around. As well. I, yes, all, I know. All, I know, all I know. the stuff exactly. she does. What's Dan doing? <laughs> oh, doing chase kids. There's a lot of stuff. He doesn't chase kids around. They're busy. Yeah. I know. Yeah, no, I'm we just, know. Of course. No, Ellis, um, thank you so much. And my pleasure. Always a pleasure. Weekend. We'll talk at the Preakness, possibly. We'll right? talk. Well, we'll hit me up. We'll see what we can do. We're going to triple crown. will be on the line, probably. Yep. Yeah. All right. We We're calling see. it. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Bye. Everybody. See you. That was fun. All the great guests we had on the show. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty amazing time. Um, Ryan Dickey brought us through a journey. Yes. During the whole thing, really. Synchronicity, baby. Synchronicity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for hanging in there. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Brought us, brought us to a lot of places. Everybody give us some great 
feedback. And I mean, this has been a long show, so I'm not going to say much more than that. Uh, catch us Saturday morning. Coffee yeah, with the clowns. Coffee with the clowns. We'll be obviously talking about Derby and, and the Derby undercard as well. And we're getting ready. We finally made it. We're here. We're here. We're here. We're right. here. We, we are. Imagine that. And then what are we going to have? Preakness, Breeders Cup. It's actually going to all come at us pretty Christmas, hard. New Year's, 2021. Is what? Christmas going to be canceled? Who knows? Might be. Who knows? Might be. I don't think Santa should be going around. <laughs> He's wearing, he'll be wearing, <laughs> no, no, everybody's sleeping and he'll be, he'll be wearing a face mask. We're fine. Ain't no coronavirus. Ain't no coronavirus getting through that beard. No, no coronavirus is in the north. Are you talking Pole. about Ryan or no, Santa? Santa. Santa's oh, oh, Ryan COVID beard. Santa. Ryan is Santa. Breaking oh news. <laughs> All right, kids, send your letters. Ryan great- Dickey. <laughs> I don't know and if that's legal. Put a little cash in that envelope. All right, but no, what a great show! A great week. We finally made it. Um. And, and seven so, years in the making. Seven years in the making. Seven years. Seven long years. We will month. see how this pans out Saturday. Good luck, everybody. Good, Good luck. luck. Good luck, and uh, and a shout out to Ryan for bearing with us for this. Hang us in there. I think I think we're going to see more of Ryan. I think we should. Um, I think everybody. I don't think you can see much more of me. Yeah. No. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> you left that to yourself to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All righty then. All right. See you Thanks later, everybody. <laughs>